0: Thanks to Magic Mind for supporting the podcast. Magic Mind is the world's first productivity drink that helps you fight off stress and keeps you dialed in, not wired. Go to magicmind.co slash core and use the code core at checkout for 20% off.
1: Dear True Psychic Tales magazine, it's me again, Rasputin Aquato. I know I write a lot and you haven't printed any of my True Psychic submissions so far, but this one's different. This one's true.
0: Hello one and all and welcome to CORE. This is CORE where we talk about video games, stuff happening in and around the industry and what we're playing and more. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger and we are diving in today with all kinds of cool stuff. I did want to say real quick, it's John's fault that I started a whole new run in uh, SteamWorld Dig 2. So thanks a lot for that. Uh, you welcome. got You got me inspired. Yeah. I mean, I was already kind of, you know, eyeing it because you talked about it the week before that you'd gotten it, but then you played some and you were like, man, that game looks good. And I went, yeah, it is good. It plays good too. Yeah, it does. That game's great. I want to play that again. And so I did and I got kind of deep into a whole new playthrough and I don't even need to. I have like almost everything unlocked on another version of it, but I'm like, oh, I'm in front of my PC. Let's go ahead. Let's make this happen.
2: Hey, it turns out that game is good and looks good.
0: It is good and looks good still to this day. Uh, I cannot wait for their... They're, they're working on a new SteamWorld-based game. Uh, it's 3D in the sense that it's not 2D sprites, but I, I can't tell what that game is yet. I don't know what they're doing, but the robots look great, and they all go... when they talk, and you got me all into it, so... Good yeah, job, what robot.
2: else do you need than that? Like, their art style's great. Their robots are great yeah i i'm excited about anything they do
0: they're very very good uh and also when you get to heist let me know because i want to hear your take on heist i'm sure you'll tell us on the show when you do but uh, yeah. steamworld heist is amazing all right uh that's it let's get right into it and get right to the news all right there's a few things going on you guys like dungeons and dragons we all do we're fans you know yeah
2: we do a whole show yeah. about it Doesn't matter of fact.
0: that's right we got one this saturday very exciting. Under Bo's masterful GM tutelage, uh, we'll be playing this weekend, right, Bo?
3: Uh, that's the plan. <laughs> Let's play some D and So yeah, we'll be playing D
0: and D's owner Hasbro. They I don't know if anyone knew that, but Hasbro is the parent company. Owns Dungeons and Dragons, a bunch of other properties as well. They're buying dndbeyond uh, dot com and all of its resources, a thing we use quite a bit. Uh, when playing our games, and so does a lot of people, and uh, that tool set will now be theirs. I don't know how I feel about it, other than maybe they'll just keep treating it like you know. I don't know. They'll they'll like Twitch with Amazon, or um, that's another good example of somebody who bought a thing and then just sort of let it grow and just gave it money. I can't think of anything, but. Uh yeah, maybe D D and Beyond will become even better or worse. Do we have a take? I'm, do we have an opinion? Yeah, that's
2: the that's the theme of today's show, it feels like, looking down these notes is like, hey, sometimes people buy something and uh ruin it, and sometimes people buy something and make it better. Sure. Uh sometimes people buy something and leave it alone. Um mm-hmm. uh, you, you kind of never know what you're gonna get. It can kinda go either way. So I hear this and I think, oh, that opens the door for a lot of potential cool things. And then I also go, eh, it also opens the door for a bunch of meddling in something that actually works pretty well. So we'll uh, we'll see.
0: Yeah, Wizards of the Coast said, uh, there's a quote from them. It says, we have no plans to stop supporting D&D Beyond. It's a weird thing to say.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, you you, know? Usually, you go. We bought it, and we're gonna make it better. We're gonna we're gonna do some good things. Instead, it was just like, well, we didn't buy it to shut it down.
0: Yeah, I don't like that. But it is okay. So there's some historical precedent for this idea. Google does this all the time. Other companies, Apple's done this. They buy a thing, uh, a service, an app, a, a developer, somebody, whatever. And the only reason they bought it was so that they could either take a couple of things from it and integrate it into their own thing that they had plans for already or they'll shut it down completely so that that little bit of competition is no more and they can go ahead with whatever their plans were. Sometimes they get it thinking they got all kinds of big plans. Um, Let's say the Skype acquisition by eBay back in the day, and then they just piddled it and did nothing with it. Uh, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen here. It feels like it feels like D and D Beyond is well; it's the number one kind of tool set in its class. Nobody, you know, they're they're ubiquitous and everybody knows them. I think they really do have an interest in having that angle uh, when it comes to digital play and internet interest and just overall usage. Like that's a that's a powerful thing to have to back up their game. Um, and who knows? Maybe leverage that for other projects and p- products that they make. So. I'm okay with it. Bo, you worried at all that your your old pals over there at D&D Beyond are about to get all Hasbro-y? We're going we're gonna to have to play. Uh, well, no, you'd like this. You want a Transformers D&D module? Guess what? I got good news for you. Hasbro owns them now. Yeah, but I don't know if the
3: company making the TTRPG is actually the part of Hasbro family of things. Oh. So it might be a weird licensing thing. Could be. But yeah, if they own it, they probably could. I don't know what the terms of that deal are. But, yeah, maybe they could leverage the technology for other IP. That's a great idea. Yeah. Give me a D&D Beyond of Transformers. That's for sure. I love it. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, yeah. Uh, thoughts on this. So, I think I'm sure a lot of people assumed, because I know I did it at first, that D&D Beyond was already run by Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, that. Yeah. that's the first thing. So, I'm sure some percentage of people reading this are going, like, what? Yeah. Um. yeah it's it's fandom that runs it right like the you know those janky ass ad filled site wiki sites that <laughs> where you go look up things to do on Elden Ring and stuff like or whatever game you might
0: play yeah it was it's it's actually company. originally originally in 2017 launched as one of the curse properties so curse gaming with you know an MMO champion and a million other yeah. things that was theirs but
3: then curse was sold to someone else during D&D Beyond's lifetime and there was a lot of worry about the future of D&D Beyond when that happened yeah um, Twitch, right? I Didn't Twitch
0: buy them or something? No,
3: uh, I think it was a private media group. Oh, okay. It was, it was, you know, one of these 10 cent types, but for, oh,
0: technology. I know what it was. Twitch bought the, the game, they, they bought a the portion that was the game mod slash add on updater thing and then integrated oh, it into okay. the Twitch app. That's what it yeah. was. But, yeah. the,
3: but the other stuff was sold. I think yeah. I don't think it belongs to Curse anymore. The other part was eventually sold to some media. I, we should look it up. I, I don't really know. Yeah. I just remember the trepidation. There was a transaction, and the fate of d Beyond was people were going like, oh, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> So some of this probably now with Hasbro buying it is to anticipate that response, like to say like, yo, this thing's working. And like... Look, I used the 4th edition. Yeah. Uh online character thing. It required like Microsoft Silverlight and shit like that <laughs> oh, and it worked yeah. so I janky.
2: Use, I used that too. Is bad. And
3: and it was bad. Yeah. D&D Beyond first of all has generated more sales for has or has or Wizards of the Coast whoever than they could have done themselves. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. Without a doubt. Like of course at some point people they're going to meddle and we're talking about a wizards right now in a post magic arena age where they actually developed for their other big brand Magic the Gathering developed an actual good uh, app uh, computer program <laughs> like under their name because they are very hit and miss with the jank. For every great d and d video game out there, there's there's a, there's a real sideshow of a video game as well. And a lot of them are when they do them in-house or they seem more close to the source than say, getting a big studio to do it, to do it, uh, and leveraging their, the external expertise of a partner Mm -hmm. like Larian, for example, Larian's going to make an awesome game, you know, dark Alliance. I guess that wasn't internal, but I don't know that that was panned heavily. And I don't know if it's that great of a game functional, the quality, you know, so that's, they're kind of hit and miss sometimes. So D and D beyond working and being the phenomenon that it is, yeah, uh, they should just be able to maintain it, and we're good to go.
4: Yeah, shouldn't be. Any that being
3: deal. said, yeah, it uh, there's a real there's a real issue, and I don't know that they're going to solve it. Probably uh, their interference is not going to improve it, but um, it's such a busy ass website. You know, I think the big thing with D and D, it's always been my struggle, is. Yes, you need, there's a lot of rules, and content is in the form of books full of pages and pages of stuff, and that helps orient the DM and the players and what they do. It's not without value or merit, but it has—it's a heavy demand on on players in general. I'm often trying to think if there's a way to somehow, you know, it would be nice in a perfect world where the laws of physics and and These things that have to work the way they do have to work the way they do that. We could just all sit down on a Friday night, no pressure and play a game of D&D and it be what it is. Right. Uh, The reality is there's a lot of work on, you know, there's there's a high demand on the DM side, which I've always been aggravated by like aggravated by. I mean, I just don't do it, and my friends will have fun, or they won't. Mm. But, you know, as we do content for it, too, I look at all the super DMs in the universe, and they hire contractors to do paintings and have miniatures and theme songs. And I'm like, I get the enthusiasm and totally do it, but it's just that creates a lot of expectation. You know, the Matt Mercer effect where everybody at home expects their DM to DM like Matt Mercer, and when they don't, they're like, you suck. Mm. you know, And and it, it sort of creates this effect where it's like, it's just people chilling, play a game. no one's like, well, you don't behave like Mr. Moneybags when we play Monopoly or something. You know, like no one's, no one, <laughs> you know, like, no one, no one's doing that kind of stuff, right?
0: Like so,
4: I,
2: just, I, 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 wait, I love a monocle this monocle and a top hat to Monopoly. Exactly,
0: I love this idea that <laughs> the top hat Larry or whatever's what's his name, Mr. Penny Moneybag. I, I think it's yeah, Mr. Something like Penny, that. whatever. He's he's the DM of that game. That's great. Sorry, you've just really introduced a new idea to me. That I've never. I had mean, you before.
3: know, at this point, Matt Mercer is the is the Matt is a Colonel Sanders of, of D D at this point. Like, if, if they were to start opening uh, chicken restaurant, if Wizards were to start opening Dungeons and Dragons themed chicken restaurants, I'd expect Matt Mercer there in a bow tie as, as the logo. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, that's what I would want to see. Be your, he'd be your Colonel for sure. I mean, I right? kind
2: of want to see it regardless of whether they open a chain of restaurants, but Mercer's chicken.
4: He's got a
2: beautiful face. It would
3: work very well. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, anyways. So yeah, this is a long, long rambling thing that I'm saying, which is just that D and D beyond is complex. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's just rules or stuff to click. And I never, whenever I go to use it, I, I, I go, mm. Mm. you know, I, I, the character sheets work great. The character sheet function is great. You guys I think like it. But even then it's it's still just so busy, right? Like sometimes you're like, do I have this item when you're clicking through the menus and your sub menu here has six tabs and it's just there's a lot of barriers to just get into the fun and it's be- I think some of it's lost in the digital space when like when you're writing on graph paper just the stuff that you have, you know, and organizing it in a way as you as a player like the best whether it's lots of little flashcards and little items, or you're just like, I'm scratching shit on my paper, whatever. Um, I find D and D beyond forces everyone to be like a bureaucratic, um, knowledge machine or something like just, you've all got to play in this system in this way and not everyone's, it's not everyone's preferred style. Sure. Um, so and I don't know what the solution is. So, but I have a feeling Maybe that's where this will
0: change. Maybe the money will be like, look, we're putting like some UX people in here. Um, We're going to let them revamp what the interface is in terms of what the players and the DMs use and see. And let's streamline this and make this faster. And this happen behind the scenes. so They don't have to think about it. Like if that's maybe that's the plan. I mean, they haven't really said, but. Yeah, like the
3: rulebook presentation is really good. It's yeah. very searchable. The monster thing, there's definitely useful stuff. I'm not saying it's bad. It is the best thing that exists for D&D online. Hmm. Better than these VTTs. VTTs are, have that problem way worse. Mm-hmm. The one thing virtual tabletops is VTTs for people who don't know what I'm talking about. Um, the one thing VTTs have that D&D Beyond doesn't have that I really think it sh- Wizards should be doing mm-hmm. is VTT. They should have a VTT. Like, it's like they did everything but that. And the problem is, you know, there's use pros and cons to everyone. But it's their, you know, they're the, they're the Coke or Kleenex of the role-playing space. I would really like to see them integrate what they have into a VTT.
2: But I mean... That is an yeah. area, though, that I think they might be able to expand now that they're owned, though. Because maybe. you could see that maybe there's an issue with... You know, if they put out a book of maps or something like that, or they put out a, a an adventure module, you can see wizards maybe being like, well, we don't want you to put high res scans that are interactive on your website. We just don't feel comfortable with you doing that. If they own it, they might be more willing to go, all right, here's here's the art asset that's going in the book. Put it yeah. on you know a virtual tabletop that we create mm-hmm. around this system.
0: I like that and
3: they um, have they have artists on staff so like there are com- companies who do this kind of stuff but they could produce a regular stream of content constantly enriching you know like world of warcraft right now has nine games worth of content and it's a very rich environment hmm. they could be producing new content on that front
0: they don't have to start over at scratch either. This thing's already established. It already has a huge yeah. user base. Like that's usually right. why you buy a thing like this. And form some anyway.
3: consistency. It just helps their brand. One of the troubles I have with Roll20 whenever I'm making maps is like, I like to pay artists for their art.
4: Yeah.
3: Nobody draws art in the same style, which is totally fine. Mm. But it's just so weird sometimes when I'm trying to get some harmony or get things that I want to look. And it's just like, I've got this guy's like a uh, Renaissance looking thing with this guy's comic book style. And like, here's uh. a photo realistic or just a photo of something. You know, they. A lot of people are taking a crack at this. There's Dungeon Alchemist, which looks really cool. There's um, I like to use Dun, not Dungeonator, although I think that's one. But I'm using uh, Dungeon Draft, mm. which that's uh, it's the guy who makes ones to I love the Wonder Draft, Dungeon Draft guy. That's one programmer making it. So even though it's feature rich and really good, you know, it doesn't it's still limited in scope and and, and art assets. And I would. There's just so much finagling, and again, I just want to sit. Down. I want to basically I want to be able to sit down, slap three maps together, you know, and and have an hour of prep and call it good. Like if they can find a way to make, they have to find a way to make DMing like super accessible because that's the gateway into the yeah. into the thing. The people who love to spend dozens of hours prepping and stuff, they're they're good. It's fine, keep doing that. But we, they, there needs to be a, a path for people to like simply to DM a lot. Uh, more straightforward. I'll tell
0: you things, who will make the big money in the next, if somebody does this in the next five years, they will get sold and make a ton of money. Here's all you got to do. I'd do it if I had the expertise and the and the wherewithal, but I don't. You make a website that is basically dungeon alchemy in terms of generation of assets uh, and and maps and stuff, but also one where it's all written in HTML5. You don't need a special client. You don't need a special computer. Anybody with a browser can run it. And you do so you do all of that stuff, you know, behind the scenes, but browser present uh, presentation, including, you know, uh, phones and tablets, all that stuff. So no matter no matter where people are, they can access it, make it so teams, a GM and, a, and a up to so over many players of teams can log into that same world that Bo just created. And now we're in it and we're playing in there. And you make that stuff just so simple and intuitive and then you want to make a bunch of money and have Hasbro sp- uh, throw money at you. I guarantee they'll throw money at that. That doesn't exist yet. Like real 20 yeah. is a thing and it tries, but it's clumsy and dirty and slow and you know, resource hog and all of that. Like there is a way better way to do this. And part of me is like, sweet, maybe they're going to inject this full of money. And now, you know, they're not even paying that much for it, by the way, 146.3 million in cash is what they're paying for it. And, they have an operating profit right now. Just Wizards of the Coast, an operating operating profit of profit of five hundred and forty seven million in uh, two twenty twenty one. Overall with stuff that includes magic, they did a billion dollars for the first time last year in operating in total revenue. Yeah, which is a yeah, lot globally, for globally
3: they're a globally recognized brand, like even magic, you know, played the world over, man. Yeah. So anyway, um, we'll see. So so the um yeah, they have a big opportunity here. And it, this gives them access to the money hose. Now, I do pay a sub yeah. on D&D Beyond. I've paid it since we started playing. Like, I've had it for four or five years now to get access to DM and uh, tools and sharing content. Yeah. Um, enrich that sub for po- people to, to get access to all these things we're talking about, too. Like, the mo- you know, the money hose is the money hose bringing more people into play making it accessible like if i was to show someone this site that wasn't into D &D, and be like so like just go to DD beyond and look look at like open up that top menu like holy shit there's 500 books 500 i'd be like i I need a degree Mm -hmm. that's a lot you know like this is D &D." (laughs) and the way you bring people in is you just play with them and show them why it's fun but some people will still be like okay like um you know you're playing a wizard, so it would be helpful if you knew how your spells work. And then they see like the thing for their spell, and it's like two paragraphs, and
0: you know it's daunting.
3: Can be. it's just it? It is a game that requires effort. There's no simplifying it for everybody. But if there was a way to make it approachable, yeah, there's a big there's a big live stream happening soon too. I'm wondering if they're going to announce something big. Oh. If it's just wizards essential.
0: is wizards of the Coast uh, is doing
3: No D and D like the the D it's a and d live stream. It's not Wizards. I mean, it's Wizards and Hasbro, but it's not concerning their other
0: oh, franchises. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Interesting.
3: So it's gonna there's going to be some level of announcement. I just don't know. They have a book that's coming out soon, but I don't know if that's... We might hear plans about what's going
0: on with D&D Beyond. You know, so. That'll be good. Maybe they can address it. Uh, well, Hopefully it's you. not just like, a, here's a new skin for your dice. Yeah. Well, here's what you might be doing in the meantime. You might be in space hiring pirates to get work done for you. Yes, that's right. No Man's Sky dropped another big free DLC, and uh, it's called Outlaws is the name of the update, and it seems pretty neat. Um, you can haul contraband, be a smuggler, that sort of thing, hire pirate wingmen, and fly a new class of starship, and there's a bunch of new ships in that class, uh, which is pretty exciting. You can also wear capes. Did you know there's cape physics?
2: I didn't know there oh, were capes. That's That's, that's great. Yeah. We got some yeah. cape physics.
0: Um, There's a lot
3: of great capes in Elden Ring, so now I've become a cape enthusiast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are pretty good cape physics it's in on Elden board Ring. I'm bored with it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I will say that that is absolutely true. Um, so for the chat, I'll play a little bit of this video. You can see this cape physics. This guy running with his cape looks like a proper cape, maybe a little floaty, but he is in I space.
2: Did see the video. I guess I, I guess it just didn't strike me that there hadn't been capes in the game before. Um, but you're right. It's yeah. new. Yeah uh i get excited whenever no man's sky does a new update um it's been a few updates now since i really dove back into the game so i think this is a good one i have heard rumors that uh there might be some bug fixing that needs to be done i heard a few reports of players getting attacked by hordes of pirates oh uh which sounds great i love when things like that happen but um uh, no, this is this sounds really good. I know they did a lot of work on ship-to-ship combat for this, Yep. so maybe my uh, stoking-the-furnace method of recharging your ship's batteries, uh, your shields, will be gone and fixed and better. I hope so, because that's the one thing about ship combat that I hate. It's like, oh, I'm in this cool ship fight. Oh, my shield's down. Got to get out the shovel and put some more coal in the furnace <laughs> so I can have a shield on my ship. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so dumb, yeah. but I do I I love No Man's Sky. I think I think this game is great. It continues to grow and and just seems cooler. So uh, I'm really looking forward to getting into it. I just I had too many other distractions this week. It was the thing that I constantly said I was going to give a try and never got around to.
0: Yeah, and this this one also claims that they've well you you alluded to it, but they revamped that space. Um, Uh, combat stuff entirely like I assume revamp means revamp they've redone it so there's a bunch of new effects but also how it controls is different that's one of the weakest parts of the game I think up to this point so I'm excited to see that Uh, and also uh, quests where it's like hey we're doing some dirt here in space I'm going to take these uh, gargle blaster ding dongs from planet butt muncher and I'm going to fly them across the universe and I might get in trouble for that but it's okay because I'll get huge money when I take it. I just like these clandestine piracy space thing. is totally my jam. So uh, I'm very excited. You can also do ship-to-ship combat in planet's atmosphere as well. And you can raid, or pirates can raid your settlement. So that was put in a couple of patches ago. They can now raid that thing. Um, and they say flight accessibility has been significantly improved with an auto-follow mode and some other stuff for those who don't want to get too controly with it. Anyway, spa- space crime, man. Space pirates.
3: Yeah, I'm definitely curious. I'm going to go and take a look because I got my new sweet PC. Yeah. I've been playing Elden Ring on my Xbox still. So uh, as we'll discuss later, I, I finished that game <laughs> last time. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to playing PC games on my new PC. <laughs> yeah.
0: It says literally in our notes, finished Elden Ring. Let's find out what that means later. Because yeah. I saw
2: it happening. happen. It's true. I know yeah. it's true.
0: You know what you know happened. Um. Yep. All right. What else we got here? Oh, don't sleep on this if you never played it because it's stupid dumb not to grab it for free. But XCOM 2 is uh, free on Epic uh, this week and this week only. So if you uh, well, that, and I think the uh, Ethan Carter or Ethan... What's the one? The Walking Simulator, spooky game. Uh, the,
2: oh yeah, the Vanishing of Ethan's Ethan mom. Carter.
0: Yeah, is that it? Okay, yeah, I think the so. <laughs> Vanishing of Ethan's mom.
2: Yep, anyway, she's gone. <clears throat> she's
0: out of, of there. Those two games, but in particular, XCOM Two, free on Epic. I mean, the game's you know no longer a new game, but still one of the best things ever made. So.
2: Oh yeah, if it do, I don't know if it comes with the expansion or not, but get the expansion for it. The expansion is. Uh, well worth whatever they're charging.
0: enemy with. within is that it yeah
2: yeah uh, I, no oh no no I'm sorry that's the name
0: of the first game um what is it
2: I don't know what the expansion was but you Shadow should get it because it's really good it it basically changes that game into a much better game
0: right now usually when it's on sale and stuff in other places I think it was on the spring sale for Xbox you could get it really cheap those all came with a oh, war of the chosen
3: right oh war of the yeah, yeah. Of the Cho- yeah. Cho- chosen chode
0: the chode war of the chode um, uh, no,
3: that yeah, the expansion really makes the game. That's the that's the one thing is they're giving it to you for free. It's like,
0: yeah. But the expansion's yeah. cheap, so get the free p- bit, the base game, mm-hmm. and then add the mm-hmm. expansion. And if you're okay with the Epic Store, you know Bob's your uncle. So go for it. I already own it in like three places, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, <same. laughs> yeah. I have it on Steam. I have it on my Xbox. I have it on my PlayStation. Somehow I don't know how I got it there. I didn't buy it just there, and and it's installable. It must be from a previous purchase I made on the PS4. I just don't remember. Um, And uh, that one game, the Phoenix, uh, the XXCOM people made it, Phoenix Point. Yeah, Phoenix Point. Pretty good. It's on Game Pass. People should try that game if you like XCOM and you're sick of XCOM 2. Phoenix Point's pretty good. Didn't launch good, but it's better now. All right. Hey, check it out. Elon Musk. I don't know why I'm bringing this up. But, I
2: think so we can have a similar conversation to the one we started with. Sure, right? I guess
0: so. Elon Musk has offered two thirds of an Activision Blizzard for Twitter. He wants to buy Twitter for about 41 million, a little more than that. Um uh, it's like a legit offer. He wants to buy it and run it. Um and a lot of people are all over the place on this. Or you know, if you're a if you're a Musk muskrat or whatever, whatever his followers are called, uh, if you're super culty about Elon Musk, you're stoked about this. Um, other people are concerned what it would mean. And my take is, I don't know. I feel like if I was a billionaire with that kind of money to throw around, I'd probably try to do some stuff that's better for humanity. So I kind of have my own little bent on this, but yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah.
3: It's kind of, it's a funny thing. I think it's just a funny thing for for, for a person to be like, I will buy your bajillion dollar company. It's not like this, like Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard. It's like, Microsoft is an entity, a conglomerate of blah, blah, blah. It's doing. thing. Yeah. This is just like, it, it could be like, uh, you know, Hiccup Joe downtown. <laughs> <laughs> if Hiccup Joe is like, oh, i got going to buy that Twitter. I got $87 billion. And yeah. it's like, yeah. But what's, what's notable <laughs> is this This is a legit offer that someone is able to just do that. Um, I don't know what the point of it is. That, like, anyways, everyone has right. their own interest. I just don't see like, like I'm just like, Why? nobody likes twitter like if anything you ever everyone's always like twitter should do this twitter should do this no one's like you know what's great about the world today twitter (laughs) like i've never heard anyone say it i've never seen anyone tweet it um i don't know why anyone would want to buy it i think it's you know well it's a fine service i you know whatever you can communicate it's text it's distributed text messaging um i'm sure it has important cultural value i'm not trying to diminish that but like
0: I mean, basically, you this know. is his take. He wants to take it and make it, in his view, it's not nearly free speechy enough. And basically, despite being the guy that was trying to get yeah. someone on Twitter shut down for tracking where his plane is all the time, um, he claims he wants everybody and all people to say whatever the frick they want on the on He's service. He's full
3: of shit just like everyone else like in the world. And I, I mean everyone. Yeah. But like it, it's – so here's the thing. We grew up when the internet was a place, like, we think of the internet as this place that companies run that we get to participate in. Mm-hmm. You have, we all have the internet. Yeah. You can start a server, you can make a page people can look up, and you can put whatever the F you want on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, we well, Okay, we're, we're not, that is free speech, that is free open internet. Yeah. W- by saying, like, oh, because they can't post X on YouTube or on Twitter, you're basically saying those sites are the internet, which... They've done a good job of indoctrinating us to daily habits, but that's on us. Like why am I going to YouTube every day? Why don't I go to geocities.com slash transformer fans? Like, you know, or something like (laughs) the internet is the, the places you can visit on the thing. Yeah, And so like we're confounding a site with what the internet is and forgive my use of the N word, but it's the normies who've come into the internet who don't understand computers that much who have a simplistic view of the internet and we've all gotten in the habit of visiting these sites too because i know better but and that's the architecture now of what's there right. we have centralized our behavior and given these places power but like really you know scott has a website he's got frogpants.com he can post whatever the hell he wants yeah on I can put
0: whatever i want the, up elon
3: there elon musk can't tell him you know they can't take him off of frogpants
0: well they can he, if i do something illegal but yeah
3: well um, you have a host sure yeah. I'm not talking about that. That's yeah. And that's, that's by the way he stuff. mentioned
0: that. He said any you should be able to say anything that's legal. Uh, which is funny cuz again, he was the, the, the thing catnip. that he was trying to get somebody off the internet for was not doing anything illegal. But, but free speech is
3: for conspiracy theorists. Yeah, you no, can start elonmus.com <laughs> and post whatever the hell you want within the within legal parameters. Your free speech is respected. If the host doesn't like it, host your own server. You can get a computer and you can host it from your own PC. Probably you'd have to, you know, have to learn how to do this stuff. Yeah. But like the it's like saying I'm renting a storage unit, so I should be able to put whatever I want in there, including my collection of tigers. They might be like, eh, tigers are against the terms of service. You can't put tigers in your storage unit." I'm like I thought it was a free country. I own tigers. <laughs> Yeah, like, his argument. Like, by the way, your own garage. You have a yard in your house. Right,
0: get a garage. I'm with you 100. I'm with you 100. percent I just there are people in him himself who who think that this is different because it's now a town square. He's playing a different. He's playing a different game. I know he's not. Even he's playing like, a different that- game. He tweets
3: and stock prices go up and down. He is on some other shit that <laughs> you and I, most the rest of us, aren't. Yeah and 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 he's having he's having a good
2: time yeah but see like what Bo's saying is exactly right. like if he really cared about what he says he cared about and if he thought if he genuinely thought that it was in everybody's best interest, he would go make elon com mm-hmm. and go, hey, here's the here's a real social media platform for people that want to be able to say whatever they want." And he would go, he would hedge his bets and go, yeah, more people want that than don't. I'll beat Twitter at their own game by providing what people actually want. Yeah. You buy Twitter because at the end of the day, you know what you're selling is horseshit and not what people actually want. And you just try the hostile takeover (laughs) bid of like, well, if I buy Twitter and I get it then i can do this and claim it's for this reason even though it's actually not in people's interest but that's what i'm telling them it is yeah yeah
0: i mean look yeah. the way uh, there's a million ways to take uh, uh, this conversation and certainly people are already doing that um i think that this is probably i mean he's now a major he's now a majority stakeholder in the company anyway he bought 10 point whatever you know, he's it's it's not a controlling share, but it's the biggest share. It's the biggest I read individual that he, if
3: share. he doesn't, they don't make the purchase. He's going to sell his shares.
0: Yeah, and he that will was part of the thing. And if yeah. he does, you know, I, I don't know if that means he'll sell them up or down. I guess what I'm saying is these. We we now live in a time where not nobody. I can't take anyone seriously. I, even billionaires, <laughs> I just can't take them well, seriously.
3: We're all we're all yeah no we're all getting uh, uh, gaslit on some level, not intentionally, not conspiracy theorists. There's just, yeah. there's a collective, there's a collective, like where's the study? Prove it. You don't know what you're talking. Like there, there's a collective mistrust that's going around that we're tr- actively trying to solve right now. And I don't want to contribute to the problem by saying there's a, you know, it's a problem. It's the end of the world. No. It's just, it's new technology. It's in everyone's hands We're being a little irresponsible with it. And we all, uh, no one wants to take blame for it, but are, are very smart about blaming other people
4: yeah.
3: and certainly rich people, uh, you know, sticking their fingers in things, uh, you know, whatever side of the political spectrum you're on or whatever your point of view. Um, it's difficult to have a conversation with, I don't know how many people you guys got 300 million. Uh, we got, you know, 60, 70 million, right? Like we got mm-hmm. a lot of people yep. and a lot of people want to have a voice. Yeah. And if everyone's to have a voice, like you just can't read it all. And then not everyone's good at what they do. And not everyone has, you know, so it's, a, it's a big mess of communication.
0: That's some wisdom drops tonight from Bo from up north. Uh,
3: this is good. You know, yeah. Well, I, I've been thinking a lot about this because I would really like to stop. you Like, that's like, this comes from a genuine place. I like computers, video games, and internet. I would like to stop using Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all the things we think of as internet because I don't need them. <laughs> they weren't there when we started when I played Planetside back in the day, I didn't need any of these services. I don't know why they're in my life, and mm. I, I view them the same way as I view my cigarette. A day. Like I open my phone, I check Twitter. I'm like, why am I on here? Mm. I like speaking with listeners. You know, that's yeah, my, that's the like only that reason I haven't closed the account. <clears throat> Facebook, I'm never on. I'm not on any other social media sites. I never close my profile down because I guess I'm trying to make a career out of this, and it seems stupid to be saying the things I'm saying when they're like, how are you going to find my podcast if I'm not on these places? <laughs> But like, I'm just being honest about it. I don't like any of it, you know, and um, it's, it's, I I don't have a good solution, but I just feel that this whole idea that Twitter is a, has become this place where only the only place that good conversations can happen. I'm pretty sure discord is a better place to have, like there's an ADHD group I'm a part of. There's a a diversity group I'm a part of. There are all kinds of little segments and communities that deal with things a lot better than the communities tab does on or, or the NFT audio tab on, on, on Twitter does like Twitter is not working very well at all. It's just there because it's quick to get to on your phone and we don't have a better option.
0: By the way, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that as an opportunity to, to, to promote something I did on discord that I'm so far very happy with. We'll see how it goes. But Kind of low-key, not a huge deal, but if anybody listening, if this sounds good to you, I started on the Frog Pants Discord, started a server called, or channel rather, called Frog Pants Do-Gooders, and uh, here's the idea. It's really straightforward. Purpose. Perform acts of kindness and good wherever we can, even, uh, sorry, and whenever we can at home in our communities and online. Think of it as a place where it's like almost like a support group, but instead of weight loss and book clubs and that sort of thing, this group is about sharing acts of charity, helping with, uh, with ideas to that end, encouraging each other to do good. Once a week, everybody gets in there and says, what good thing did you do? No one's keeping score. So if you didn't that week, it's fine. It's totally fine Mm. if you did or didn't. Uh, We just want to encourage it and share our stories with each other. Um, It's important you made the effort. But again, nobody's keeping score. Uh, At all other times, it's a place for members to give each other ideas on specific acts of kindness. People are planning as well as a place to share how you feel and what you hope to do moving forward. Uh, I finally, we said this in there, cooked uh, dinner for a sick neighbor. It counts. Left a positive note on the table for a very busy server. It counts. Put an elderly lady's garbage back uh, or cans back after trash day. It totally counts. Small things, large things, everything in between. It all counts. Anyway, if you want to be a part of it, it costs you nothing. There's no lockout for passwords or any of this stuff. You just go join it. And uh, I'm (laughs) I think we can actually do a little bit of good. It doesn't have to be a lot of good. I just I'm sick of a world where everybody's yelling into the void and can't actually do anything. So let's put I a little rubber to the idea. road and do it. Okay. So thank I love. You for I wearing. love
3: this idea. This is amazing. Well, this is yeah. You should join but, up
0: as well, yeah. Bo, because you do a lot of good as well. So stick your head. I'm
3: not in, there. in the Discord enough. I should. I just your t- whole overall Discord uh,
0: unit is great. My Discord unit. Ooh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just crazy. talk more about the discord unit.
0: yeah more on the uh, unit uh, it's great. Um, I,
2: I have to say the same thing like discord has impr- like i've been slow to kind of adopt discord um because i just there's something about it i don't like i don't know exactly what it is I think it's just I get notification anxiety, and Discord loves to give you notifications that there's something you need to look at. It's just very, hey, look at me, look at me, in a way that I don't enjoy. And yes, I know you can mute it before everybody tells me. I I know. I shouldn't have to work to get it to be quiet, though. I should be able to invite the level of uh, loudness to me. But Mm -hmm. that gripe aside... Um, I've been slow to get into it, and yesterday on Twitter, for you know what we do and how we make money and how we make a living purposes, um, you know, I I posted just a, a very vague, but I just said, hey, I'm not doing a stream tonight, doing an taking an R and R night. Yep. And the truth behind that tweet was, I was in the middle of heavy depression. Like yep. I wasn't feeling good about what I was doing. I wasn't feeling good about my life. I wasn't feeling good about anything. Like yep. I was. I was bummed and I was down. Yeah. And out of nowhere, I don't know if this person necessarily wants to be called out or not, but I got a message from a listener. Um, we'll just say Nate. All right, <laughs> it's Nate. not it's not exactly a made up name, but we'll, in case they want to be anonymous, <laughs> we'll just say I got a. I got a message from Nate, right. and uh, <laughs> they they basically just said, you know, hey, I just want you to know this is what I've been going through. These are my struggles. Um, you know, I have a, a you know I have a new baby and and having struggles there too. And I just want you to know that the the show and the stuff you guys do has really gotten me through some tough and hard times and means a lot to us. And I know it probably doesn't always feel like you're doing something important, but it was important to me. And that like instantly pulled me out of it, it meant yep. the world to me to get yep. a message like that. Yeah. Like that was super cool. And so, you know, that's when social media is working and doing a good thing and people supporting each other. So completely, agree. I think that is a awesome like like it's an awesome idea. It's an awesome thing for people to do. A big thank you to Nate uh if you're listening I I, I think um probably still listening you know for yeah. doing what you did. So you know that stuff's cool and for all the the evils it brings, you know it it does bring a lot of good. It does bring us together as a community and if Elon Mo- Elon Musk messes up Twitter, we'll go uh, we'll go <laughs> call <Monk>. Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon, Elon Elon Musk is what Elon I almost Musk. call Musk. Elon Musk. And uh, if he messes up, Twitter will go somewhere else. Yeah, that's fine. Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And it probably do us all some good
0: to yeah. switch. Yeah, Mastodon's like, pretty cool. Just like
2: when we left MySpace and went to Facebook. And just like when we left Facebook and went to Twitter. Like, it's it's probably for the for the best. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, whatever it'll be, it'll be, we'll all be fine.
0: Yeah, I don't even know if he's going to get away with it. But it's, it's interesting news. And I just wanted to say this one last thing. I was taught a lesson on The Simpsons ages ago about when people... Say the words like free speech, or they say words like f- you know freedom of of thought, or whatever they're saying, whatever thing they're claiming, and they're jumping on. This is usually what they mean. Here's a clip from The Simpsons.
2: All thanks to teamwork. Yeah, my teamwork. When Car-
0: Carl says, <laughs> "Yeah, my teamwork," that's what they're saying. They yes. don't really mean it when they say free speech. They mean theirs. They don't mean everybody else's. So just remember that Carl taught me an important lesson that day. It stuck with me for years. I finally let this week found that clip. Thanks to some listeners over Twitter, which again, you know, let's start using this stuff the way we want to use it. F everybody and their clowns. Screw them. I don't know why I'm giving everyone a thumbs up. All right.
3: (laughs) Everyone and their clowns. Look, I'm not about free speech, but I'm about free hair.
0: (laughs) Your hair is free. I don't
3: know where I land now on this, uh, it looks from good. Idiot, idiot meter.
0: Uh, yeah. All right. Moving away from him. And oh, and then the main reason I brought it up, honestly, is because it it's, I can't believe Activision Blizzard King is still worth more than Twitter. That just seemed insane to me.
3: <laughs> I think anyway. video games, the video game industry is one of those things where yeah. everyone's like movies, so much money and this so much money. And it's like, do you guys know how much money the video game industry? Yeah.
0: yeah they got, they got and, lapped a long earns. time ago, right? Like a long time ago. they got yeah. Lapped.
3: yeah. Yeah. I just think it's, it's still a smaller, it's a, Still a smaller segment, a small large segment of the population, games, and there's still a segment of the population that barely knows just how much cultural influence and reach it has. Yeah, I think we're I still. talking can- to friends yeah. that aren't that old, that I'm like, you know, Twitch, what they do. They're like, what's Twitch? What's and I'm like,
4: Twitch?
3: how do you know Twitch? Like, you know what video games are? You know Minecraft? You know that? Like, you know YouTube? Do you not know that people are gaming and connecting over the internet and like huge mass?
0: Apparently not. Not to the level we all that we are. Why? but... Anyway, what is uh, now, speaking of playing together and D&D-like experiences, I'm very happy this is on our list uh, today. This week, Celasta put up a patch to their game. If you haven't played Celasta, it's a game based on the open-source D&D 5E rules. Open
3: license.
0: Open license. What's Not that called? Uh, just MD- ML-
3: uh, OSRD, I believe. Uh, open... Maybe it's open source. Uh, no, hang on. Let me just look up what it is. D free rules. It's but basically it's there is a component of the rule books which are open license. So you can write your own rule book and include this copyright content in it. Like I'm not sure Fireball is one of them, but let's just say Fireball's in there. That means you can reference Fireball and talk about the rules and even wholesale reprint the rules of Fireball. In your text, and they won't sue you, right? But you buy the books because only a portion of it. So it's like, it's like the NBA is not going to sue you if you write the rules of basketball on there, but you can't put a Bulls logo, maybe. Or something. So <laughs> the right. the the D and D uh, thing, I want to say it's OSRD SR something like that. I but remember. Osric, I think maybe is something. Oh, I think it's something different. Hmm. Um, but essentially it's down, like if you want to play D and D and get a sense of it without buying anything, the rule book's available for free. Just go basic rules, D and D free download. I got the PDF open in front of me. There's enough here that you can start playing.
0: Oh, here like it everything is. Everything you need to here. To they play. call it's uh, sorry. Wizards calls it tactical adventures, but basically it's a license to use the D and SRD R D 5.1 rules. So S R D right. No, uh,
3: no, it's the tactical adventures, the name of the company that makes, so
0: last, uh, uh, I'm so confused. That, um, oh, right, right, right. DVD yeah, duh. These license. guys make the game. Now I'm confused. But anyway, basically, the game is not a... OGL. Open Gaming Is it OGL? License. Okay. It's pretty cool because no, you can take this OGL. thing and you can actually tweak it and make your own tabletop experiences. A lot of DMs. Oh, it is called
3: SRD. Systems Reference Document Contains Guidelines for Publishing Content Under the Open Gaming License, OGL. There so you go. There's, o- there's SRD and OGL. And so... They're, this is not about whether the rules are free for you, though. It's about whether you can publish stuff on DM's Guild or your own homebrew content to earn money. Right? They're they're they they're not they're going to let you use some of it to publish books, basically, right? Yeah. So it's just there's a portion there, and and it extends to video games, which yeah, is where Solasta comes in. Mm-hmm. It's based on they haven't licensed it. It's not official from Wizards of the Coast or Hasbro. They're not making any money on it, but they're allowed to use the open source rules for their game. Yes. And that brings us to what you're saying.
0: And yes, that brings us current. <laughs> Which I don't, I can't remember. I hope you do. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally remember. So they're great. I already like Celasta quite a bit. Um, they they have this really intriguing creation tool as well for people who want to create their own adventures and quests and stuff that was a little, not, I won't say half-baked. It's just not done. And they've acknowledged as such. It's like, well, here's the here's the basics. Uh, get Get going and make some stuff. And there's some pretty neat stuff in there. But the campaign uh, campaigns that are included, including some DLC campaigns, and then some of what players are making, the character creation stuff, it's all very cool. Um, the interface is the thing that impresses me the most. I've talked about it on the show before, so I guess refer to old episodes for actual gameplay. But the important point here is they've now added a co-op update for free to the game. So now you and your online buddies can run campaigns, including the main ones or created ones or whatever, you can run those together. I think you can have four of your friends. Well, three of I've your friends. I've been reading
3: four player co op. Yep. It's forgive me because I know it's going to be a good game, and uh, I'll get to a second comment in a second. But it does look like a poor man's Divinity when I, when you look at it, just because the you know the the polish on the UI, there's not like little swirls and stuff. It's like gray boxes, right? Yeah, but, but that may be meaningless. Like that's judging on the surface. And I will say, Scott, just moments before the show. I bought the everything pack. Oh, you did? did I'm taking a plunge on this game. Well, the four-player co-op sold me.
4: Yeah.
3: I was like, oh, okay. Now, this game got a thousand times more interesting, and if all they did was add co-op in it, I was like, oh, I have a reason to maybe check this out Mm -hmm. and to play with some friends, because I really enjoyed Divinity. I'm looking forward to Ballers Gate 3, but it's not done. I don't want to spend it. Uh, spend my you know I don't want to spoil things and just get into the experience quite yet. Even though I'm probably going to with my new PC, but it's like perfect turn-based tactical game. I'm going to try it. You should so play it, and you should you should goodbye, get- Elden Ring. It was fun playing you, but <laughs> I think it's time for other games now. What's and cool? Solasta just hit me today. I was like, oh, co-op. Yeah, and That no. was the t- and, and it's only the base game is only 16.99 like it, it's Canadian. Mm-hmm. This game is dirt <laughs> cheap right now. Like yeah hmm. it's on sale yeah let's
0: let's take a look at this It's also guy. on game pass for anyone out there is like oh i want to play this somewhere where can i play it game pass has it on pc game pc game pass that is they
3: don't have the dlc do they i think they do
0: i don't know if i think they got the update today as well i believe um, well, i have to man. check on that i have it on steam and game pass but uh it's it's really cool and is so like has the spirit of what D d feels like. Um I think okay, here's what I want you to do. When you've played it, Bo, your report back to me is mm-hmm. that interface that you're like, well, it's just gray boxes or whatever. I think that's actually the big innovation here. They didn't do something frilly. If if anything, it feels kind of like a modern UI. But and it's clean and readable. It's really like, clean and readable and easy. It looks to use. clean and
3: readable. It yeah. just there's something about it where I can see you looking at this and going, like, this looks like a budget video game, right? And some of it's the, you know, the the, the characters just sort of stand there and talk. Like, mm-hmm. there there is something about it being a smaller team that sort of communicates
0: it. The environments are really cool. The characters but are a little stiff, but the I, I think you'll yeah. like that interface. It sold me so hard. I'd love how that It's
3: surface-level judgy. Like, I, you know, I definitely know that games uh, can be way better than what they look like, uh, so not to judge based on that. Yeah. And uh, I watched some gameplay today, and I'm like, and her, I, your recommendation resonated in my head. Scott really liked this. Yeah. Um, Scott's usually right. I've, you've never steered me wrong before. Yeah. Um, it's only going to be
0: a taste thing. It won't um, be this one so, then. I think yeah, this, no, this one, this one think will this not is... send you down the wrong pipe. You're going to be like, Oh, this is like real. De-. In fact, if anything, it's going to make you frustrated that this isn't a tool we could use somehow for our campaign. <laughs> cause that's I looked what, into that. Uh, I looked into that today. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we can't
3: eh? cause the way dungeon it's to make a campaign, but it's just within the context of the game. There's no like.
0: I mean, you DMing can roll, it. you can roll characters. Correct. But, so the DM can can't make control a world. the DM can't control
3: the stuff exactly. in the
0: world. Exactly. Yeah. And if they ever an- introduce that, that makes a whole new conversation around this game. Cause that would be incredible. And I know that that was an attempt. They attempted to do that with original sin Two. Other games have tried to do this famously. Uh, uh, what was the, what's the old Bioware game? Can't think of it all of a sudden. Uh, never winter nights. Never winter nights. Yeah, that there was an attempt in, to have tools and things that were kind of DMish and and whatever, and it worked to some degree, I guess. But in this in this case, it's a little bit more focused on you know the D&D experience. But hey, it's a video game, and it's great. I would highly recommend it to anybody who hasn't tried it. It again, it's on Game Pass. I don't know if they got the extra stuff today. They did get the free stuff. Yeah, um, and I I'll
3: be know. streaming some at some point. So I don't know. Uh, come check up stream if you want to check yeah, out yeah. before then
0: yeah exciting stuff uh the creator tool is also getting a massive update with like quest creation and i'm gonna mess around And with it's
3: that. like it's live because usually here's something like this like oh, how long do i gotta wait and i'm like mm-hmm. oh shit
0: it's all out yeah it's <laughs> like it's right one now. of those things
3: where like you're happy you didn't pay attention to it because you're like it's here yeah. it's christmas today like all right for this game let's go <laughs>
0: yeah it's pretty cool
3: so, hopefully i enjoy it
0: hopefully yeah if right. you do we and then you like it enough maybe that's the next game we all put our heads in i don't know uh,
3: okay, I like, I like the co-op multiplayer.
0: Tiny note that is mostly self-serving for me. Uh, Shipbreaker is coming out of early access on Steam on May. Was it 15th, 16th, something? Somewhere in May, early May, mid-May. So that's good news in its own. That means no more resets. It means I finally get my ultimate uh, chore core game ever and play it as much as I want. Super great. But also they announced that will be a Game Pass PC day one release for anyone who doesn't have it. So if you have Game Pass and you were always a little curious about Shipbreaker, me raving about it on this damn show, now is the time. Well, may. Are is they the adding time. any multiplayer? I don't know. That was not part of the announcement. There's a new trailer out and some other stuff, but I don't think I saw anything about that. Now they may have some plans, some some roadmap stuff I, I haven't seen, but that would be co-op in that game would be very very cool.
2: I mean, do you know if uh with it being part of game pass now that confirms that it's part of the homeworld universe
0: uh, i don't think so but that's a fair who owns homeworld now oh no that's still um that's gearbox, the gearbox, gearbox. Yeah. so i don't think i don't think it confirms it if anything oh, okay. it confirms gearbox all all of Gearbox is microsoft's buying gearbox confirmed that's it that's that's what we've no i don't know
2: oh we figured it out I we have saw behind
3: the wish listed that's coming right yeah, yeah i think so oh. It's I have Homeworld 3 wishlisted
0: on Steam. So I yeah, think that exists still, right? It's still a working concern, as far as it's I know. Paperware, uh, yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Although as
3: well. I bought Home World remastered because I never played one and two, and I still haven't quite got to it yet. But
0: I'm Yeah. And I don't way,
3: know what the fuss is about.
0: Well, by the way, if anybody out there bought Shipbreaker, either on my recommendation or otherwise, don't feel bad that now suddenly you could have had it on Game Pass. It was still worth everything you spent and done in there. Okay.
2: Yeah. And what if they the way- haven't launched it yet, though. What if they bought it and they haven't launched it yet?
0: I mean they <laughs> that's a good point. If they bought it, oh, because John bought it and hasn't played it yet. That's what you're saying.
3: Well, I haven't played it yet either. I can theory could return it, I guess, but here's the thing <laughs> here's the thing about Game Pass. I'm trying to cancel it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Wait, what? nothing. I'm laughing at just the whole the the this. I hadn't considered this idea that some people may have bought it and have been sitting on it, like waiting for.
2: Especially because you keep saying, "Well, they're going to reset the progress." I'm like, "Well, Scott will put up with that because he loves it," but I'm not going to put.
0: Yeah, up with exactly. Thing. So you've been sitting on this thing, not unwrapping it until then. It's, but but like Bo oh, said, we'll you turn prob- on
3: shipbreaker. I don't. Like, I got confused. Oh, what do
0: you what were what, what were you talking about? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Some, some. I think something broke in my head while you guys are laughing. I don't know what happened. You might have thought of
0: Celastic as it is on Game Pass still. That might be what you thought. Oh, maybe that's about. still in my head. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I
3: was thinking of like Okay, that's where my head went. I was like,
0: oh yeah, I could return it.
3: But at this price... I was price- going to be like, well, I'm not going to return it because I'm going to end up paying five times the price for it. It's like <laughs> we're talking about something else, Bo.
0: Well, plus at this price, <laughs> there's no reason to return it. It's that sixteen bucks is well worth it, and good to support yeah, those yeah. devs. So, it's, it's, like, I
2: helped. Like. Fu- I helped fund one of your favorite games, Scott. There's truly no greater gift that I can give to this world than that.
0: That's what I was thinking. What else could you do? Yeah, to top yeah it? give
2: the money to those.
3: Po- what are you going to do? Give a thousand dollars a day to Lost Ark, the uh, crooks. Krim- so really
2: <laughs> yeah, they yeah, don't need Spend it. Spend your twenty yeah, dollars on shipbreaker. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? You're gonna. You gonna you going to you going to buy Twitter and then say this? <laughs> yeah, my teamwork. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. Uh let's move on. Uh, <laughs> uh that'll be May sometime. Um all right, today we're going to do something a little different for Dear Martha, but I don't know what cuz John hasn't warned me. So John, what do we yeah, doing? Yeah, I
2: didn't I didn't tell you. We're going to do three letters okay. uh including responses. Oh my gosh. And these are all letters to GamePro magazine from September of 1992. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> i hope there's mortal combat talking this all right
2: i just thought this would be fun let's so do it we're gonna try it and see what people think
0: but still in the tone of a you know a letter home during the
2: yeah so when i guess. wrap it up i'll do the response i don't really have a martha voice so we won't do music for that and then we'll do another one there's there's three they're pretty short
0: all they're right all i'm gonna let magazine. me give you some music for this um okay. you know what the Wii shopping music
2: no, no, no. It still needs to be Oh, it still Martha. needs it dear still needs Oh, dear I thought Martha. you didn't yeah, want... Yeah, okay, I can no, do that.
0: No. Let's <laughs> not do this dear God Martha. Damn, what, a, what, a, what a diva performer, Jeez.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. It's still dear Martha.
0: All right. Well, here goes then. I'm starting it off now. Here we go.
2: My dearest Martha, I recently purchased the NEC CD-ROM at the cd 36 for an IBM XT with AT compatibility. I also own a Genesis and an SNES. I'm looking to buy the Genesis and SNES CD-ROMs when they're available. I would like to know if the computer CDs will work on the Genesis and Super Nintendo CD-ROM systems and vice versa. Yours in this life and the next, G. Okay. Okay. And uh, I don't really have a Martha voice. Yeah. So the response would be... Uh,
1: I just do a pretend Martha? Since all systems have different CPUs and different CD formats, as far as we know CDs will not be interchangeable between the Genesis, Super Nintendo, NEC, and CDR 36 CD ROMs. <laughs> However, our CDs will work with all CD-ROM systems, except the PC CD-ROMs. It would certainly be nice if we could all buy one CD player that works with all of our CDs. But it's unlikely to happen at any time in the near future.
0: What a nice lady. What a very nice lady very Helpful
3: lady, what's her name? So she like, signed <laughs> yeah. Does she have Martha. a name?
1: Uh, thanks for writing, <laughs> oh man. This is Martha. <laughs> Your name's Martha. That, that was my Martha. It's Martha all the time. Ah, that was always
4: like,
3: I don't think it'll be that good. And you proceeded to do the best, uh, like, uh, uh a Cartman, uh, Cartman girl, girl Cartman, I've yeah. ever heard,
4: yeah. It was very right. girl,
3: Carmen. All right. Number, Get, give you're us number to two. ready to start the music out, right, right, we got two over. more of these. Yeah. Ah, I'm oh, sorry. This does not work.
0: Okay. <laughs> sorry.
2: All right. Here it is again. My dearest Martha, <laughs> I've heard rumors that in the arcade version of Street Fighter 2, Guile can handcuff and punch his opponent. Are these rad moves for real? <laughs> if so, I'd like to know how to do it. Will these moves be in the Super Nintendo version of the game? Yours in this life and the next, Tim S.
1: Okay. And now Martha. Here's Tim. In <laughs> some versions of the original Street Fighter 2 coin op, Gao can handcuff his opponent by doing a flash kick while throwing his opponent using the strong and forward buttons. This move was a bug in the software. It's been removed from the new arcade versions of Street Fighter 2, as well as the Champion Edition. This move and the disappearing Dalzim, another bug, are not in Street Fighter 2 for the Super Nintendo. Yours in this life and the next, Martha.
0: Okay, wait. I have a very quick question. How is the handcuffing a bug? That's in a deliberate thing where he does a thing with handcuffs. Is it a bug? That doesn't make any sense to me. It's a terrible explanation. I don't
3: know. I'm enjoying this journey of
4: nonsense. <laughs> like,
0: oh, it's amazing.
3: It's amazing. So, what, did you get some internal emails at Nintendo customer service from 20 years ago? Or? <laughs> no, this
2: is just what they published in the magazine. This is great. This is great. Oh, okay. This I, is went from on a, I went okay. on a little kick of looking at old video game magazines oh, these are great. on stream, and it's just led me down this path I'm obsessed with. These I are love great. it. All right. You got and, a third
0: one, right? One more? Yeah. yeah All right. Here it comes.
2: My dearest Martha, how can I buy a virtual reality system? I'm very interested in getting one. Yours in this life and the next, <laughs> R. Robinson.
1: My dearest R, hope you've been saving up your bucks. Currently, a virtual reality system's going to run you something like $60,000. <laughs> To date, the only unit available is Spectrum Holobyte's Virtual Coin Op system. The GamePro Cutting Edge March 92. If you manage to buy one, give us a call. We'll be right over. <laughs> Your love, Martha. These are amazing.
0: Are these actual are out, of, out of magazines that you found or did you find them online or what?
2: Yeah, found them online oh, archive. That is like so old great. Old
3: Nintendo powers and stuff like that, yeah. right? Yeah. And like, uh, what's that other one? Game Pro. Game Pro is a big one. Yeah.
0: Game Pro. I think those
3: uh, were Game Pro, right?
2: Yeah. Those game. Those game. Those are Game pro, pro, right September there. Of, uh, 19- I was
3: having mind
0: blanking issues at the start of when you were explaining some
3: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I, uh,
4: <laughs> I love it. My missed
0: it makes me want to go like dig out all my next gen magazines and stuff that I used to have that are so not next gen. <laughs> the way that they thought they were, but I loved those magazines at the time. Uh-uh. Anyway, alright, that's cool. <laughs> hey everybody, we're all looking for more focus. We're all looking for a way to, you know, pay better attention to things. Magic Mind. Oh man. The organic way. I love Magic Mind. Uh, I noticed that I played games better when I've had a Magic Mind. Well, let me explain, okay? We're teaming up with Magic Mind. And they're offering you 20% off your order when you go there. Go to magicmind.co slash core and use core at checkout. Uh, I love my morning ritual when I get ready for TMS, my evening ritual when I get ready for this show for core. And I've decided to add Magic Mind to my day, to my daily routine. It's been so much more productive every single day since. Easier for me to focus on stuff I need to do, not getting too uh, you know distracted, less procrastination, I'm not 100% sure how it all works, but I do know this. It has 12 functional ingredients, including matcha, which I love. I love matcha. Good matcha tea. Mm. Nootropics that make you focus and uh, aptogens that help you fight off stress. It's basically built for an entrepreneur or creator like me, and I love it. Uh, they even have a money-back guarantee. And gamers are going to love this stuff, man. They're also featured in Forbes magazine, and we're called Silicon Valley's New... Morning Elixir because of how the founder, James Beschera, I believe is how you say his name, he became the de facto nootropics guy in Silicon Valley even before starting Magic Mind. So if you're like me and you need that extra productivity focus and easier way to get into the creative flow state, I would definitely recommend you try out Magic Mind. You've got nothing to lose. I really do like it. I take it in the morning. Uh, It's just a quick shot, you know, sort of bracing and invigorating. It's got that matcha tea flavor. So if you already like that, you're in good shape. And um, I don't know. It just gets out. It cuts out brain fog. And I do tend to procrastinate certain ta- tasks. And I haven't been doing that lately. It's been great. I think anybody out there making stuff will benefit from this. But even if all you're trying to do is make the high score, <laughs> get it, gamers, then uh, Magic Mind might be for you. So up your performance. Get their money back guarantee. Any first purchase will be refunded. No questions asked. If he doesn't meet with your expectations, go to magicmind.co, that's .co, slash core, and use the code core at checkout for 20% off. It's that simple. (laughs) Now time for this. The games we're playing this week. Ladies and gentlemen, I finally cracked open one of the great games of 2022, at least I was told it was, uh, (laughs) by a lot of people and uh
2: hold, hold on hold yeah. on go ahead i gotta interrupt go. you gotta ask this before you start go did you beat any games over the week Scott? Uh,
0: i beat no games this week no being <laughs> okay. no games were beaten okay. yeah How's in case of shishima going yeah it's going good i did yeah. i did pop in there i also played a bit of, a little bit of spider-man i'm not gonna bring those up this week just because you know same same You've stuff spider-man oh yeah a little bit my i remember last you week I went- Spider-Man a little bit no i didn't finish it i just played more Oh, okay. uh, in addition to what I played the week prior, uh, it, it, I will bring those games up again if something A, significant happens, or B, I, I beat them. So that, that will happen. But it ain't so, John.
3: Don't ask again, and yeah. embarrass spot. <laughs> I'll bring them up again if something
0: happens. Okay? Uh, yeah, <laughs> dude, dude. Listen, I'm committed. I'm getting that Sashima done. It's happening.
2: Look, I'm just making sure that Scott keeps his promises. That's it's all. It's Fun yeah. to tease Scott.
0: About it is it. fun. It it's is. totally don't, fine. You Everyone don't have should. to
3: finish anything, Scott
0: yeah but you could but i but it doesn't i i take no offense to any of this it's all good and i do want to there are there are some games i do want to beat those are two of them anyway so i finally cracked open uh uh, psychonauts 2 because i was sick of hearing about how great it was and how i missed out and i thought well why don't i just try the game and see if it's good turns out that game is quite good um i'm i got significantly far in it uh will i beat it probably maybe one day but uh (laughs) I played, I played it enough to to say that I that I think it's very good. I loved the first game back on the original Xbox and PS2 is where I played it, I think. Maybe it was PS2 and not Xbox. I don't remember. Um, but it, uh, you know, famously a double fine game, one of the ones that some people had said, people I know up at the university in the video game department say it's the greatest game ever made, which is a high praise for a game of any sort. Um, anyway, it, it's very good. That game's good. It's really pretty. It's uh, somehow retains the feel and art of the original without losing all the shine and polish of a next-generation game. Uh, and it's a very fun platformer with some crazy, stupid story stuff that is always fun. If you played the first game, you'll you'll sort of know what you're in for. Um, the environments are cool. The controls great. The uh, story's good. Voice acting's good. That turns out Psychonauts too is good.
3: That game is good. Yeah, so it's the same sort of deal where you go into people's minds, and that's the the levels kind of thing. Yeah, into-
0: your levels, the the levels you enter are the brain or the minds of of either your enemies, or sometimes people you like, or sometimes someone. I don't want to give too much away about the story, but somebody may get lost, and you got to find them, and they're they're in their own head. Um, I played a pachinko game that was like a giant pachinko game, and I had to be the ball and try to get to the heart of this pachinko machine. And it's kind of hard to explain, but it was delightful. Um, Lots of stuff like that, like really creative environments and ideas and concepts and, you know, the, the first game had a lot of that as well, but I think... So this, what you're saying is this is the real Elden Ring. Yeah, this is the Elden Ring you all asked for, and this is the one you wanted in the first place oh, and never oh, got I
2: didn't know that. Yeah. That's
0: great. Yeah, you beat the, uh, the, you beat the big boss.
2: The business on what you're showing is a little rough.
0: Oh, there's... So the whole idea is that you are in... So you remember this guy on camera here? He's the bad guy, Lobato, from the first game. Yeah. Uh He has been subdued, and he's actually there at headquarters, Psychonauts' headquarters, But something's going on and nobody's sure what. So you're actually in his head for a huge portion of this. And for some reason, his environments are tons of teeth. Like this whole dentistry motif is everywhere. And I don't know why uh, yet. I don't know why yet. Why it's so important other than that he's currently being worked on. Uh, But it's it's just great. It's very, very good. Very. I got to play this. I got to play this at some point. Yeah. It's good. It, I, I dig it's it. Like, it's like, it's
3: totally my jam. I think I, I dropped off on the first one just for whatever reason. I don't remember why.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And then the graphics kind of got outdated by the time I stepped back in. And I was like, oh, maybe another time. Yeah. So there's no excuse not to play the sequel. And just like, because it's my, like this gross, like it's a garden of teeth. That oh yeah. Playing. It's like, subversive. It's, it's, it's totally adult. It's my jam.
0: It's adult in some ways without being overtly adult, you know, like. And it's hard to explain. It's it's like yeah, it's, Tim it's Schaffer kind of Pixar
3: thing where it's got it references adult things, but it could totally it will definitely fly over a child's head, so they could probably play it.
0: And, Absolutely, it's delightful right. in all the right ways you want for a game that a kid might or, love, but it's also we're
3: know, not actually going deep on the dementia or serious mental health issues in some meaningful scary way. Right? No, you know? but
0: they also yeah. they, they do give a big disclaimer at the beginning talking about you know we know mental health is an important thing, and we're not this is none of this is making light of anything, and you know they're. They have like a big whole whole thing about that.
3: Yeah. Well, they're still doing gross stuff. Like this teeth level is not for everyone.
0: I happen to know John wasn't isn't a
2: big
3: fan of inside things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because look we at that. There's like that, veins. We did that for
3: D&D. And I remember you're like, I don't know. It's not my favorite. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's a big deal. You're like, I'm, not am I
2: Not lum what I say. Yeah, Yeah. uh, it sure is pretty, but like, yeah, tooth stuff. I I got exposed to the horror movie The Dentist when I was really little, and that movie messed me up. Oh man, movie was rough. Uh, I don't know how it holds up because it scarred me enough as a child. The
3: Dentist is that Robin Williams?
2: Uh, I don't know. I don't. Oh, were you talking
0: about Marathon Man? Where?
2: No, this was an actual like. It was a bad horror movie, but like, it was a case where. Like he would just drill away a person's teeth like and they would do a close up of the mouth and you just see the drill and he would just you just see it file away the whole tooth and then he'd shove the drill into the gums and blood would go everywhere. It was oh awful. my
0: gosh, that is awful. Holy yeah,
2: crap. Really I, I don't bad. blame
0: you. I, I recognize
3: Earl Bowen and actress Corbin Burnson.
0: Oh yeah, Corbin Burnson from uh, L.A. Law, and uh, he was the other Q on TNG for one episode. Yeah. When, uh, he also happens to be in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh,
4: oh, really? Yeah. Oh I love that dude,
0: well, shit.
3: Yeah. Ooh, he's Should great.
0: finally watch that thing.
3: But, oh, Mark Ruffalo is in the dentist.
0: <laughs> really? He must have been young.
3: He must have been young. I was ninety-six.
0: Yeah, that's pretty trippy. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, John, here, that. look. Here's some environments. Are like jungles, and you know, mushroom land, and sometimes it's like a, a casino. It's I mean, certain- it's
2: great. I love the creativity of it. I'm not saying they shouldn't have done it. I like I think it's very creative. It's just, you know, yeah, that's stuff. That stuff actually bothers me. The a warnings way, for not him. Not a lot does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. The yeah. warnings for him. <laughs> we all have our we all have our thing, I guess. But uh it's a beautiful game. It runs really well. I think um I, I'm gonna give some more time to it because I think it's worth playing. it's just del- delightfully made little oh. double fine game. What, I'm watching
3: you- this Dennis trailer and they showed a little clip of one of the graphic scenes of him just smashing someone's teeth. Like, it's not bloody or anything. He just got this thing, and he's smashing the teeth into five million pieces. Oh, jeez. That sounds bad. <laughs> it's in the
2: trailer, too. Because <laughs> it's not that graphic, but it actually is, like... How did you w- end up watching that when you were a kid? Uh, it was on TV when I turned the TV on, and I was like, what's this? <laughs> it was on yeah, TV I on. I don't think it's that scary it of a movie. I think it's thriller
3: level, but because the teeth-mashing is disturbing but probably not enough to get an r rating like it's just chicklets or like tic tacs or something getting smashed that's horrendous yeah i'm with john i, I could see that I emphasize
0: I was about the dentist today. And then, and then two weeks I got to go in and get a freaking crown. So all of this is sounding great to me. So the,
2: uh, the most, uh, terrified I've ever been from something on TV though, was a old, I think game boy, donkey Kong commercial, mm. but it wasn't so much. The commercial was terrifying. I mean, it was, it was a scary commercial, but, um, there, you know, back in the day, we'll say this for the, the children listening, uh, Sometimes there were TVs that were old enough where you couldn't turn them on with a remote control. You had to actually go and stand right next to the TV to turn the TV on. Yeah. Like yeah. This was a this was a thing. Yeah. And uh I I didn't know that the TV volume was very loud. And there's this old Donkey Kong commercial where there's a guy in like a full body cast and there's cops talking to him and he goes can you tell us who did this? Oh, you have it. Yeah, you have it. I it's have up it. there. Yep. That's it. That was okay, it. Okay. So that moment where it cuts to Donkey Kong, uh, yeah. the gorilla in the ad, and he's like right there going, ah, that's what was on the screen. The moment the TV popped to life and the volume became active and it was right, you know, inches from my face and i screamed and i started crying and it was uh i don't know if i've ever been so scared in my life
0: well we should give you some let's do some exposure therapy my sister would call it um my my therapist sister it's gonna play the sound from this and let's see what we get. hear it all
1: right son point out the animal that did this to you
0: So
2: oh, it's fine now it's scary when you don't expect anything to happen and you know it's loud right next to your head and there's just a, a gorilla yelling at your face
0: yeah it's that was a little intense i have to say visually i would have been freaked out too 94 yeah. how old were you in 94
2: uh, i would have been 10
0: see that's that's young enough to be freaked out by things like that yeah. i feel you
2: I, uh, nine or ten probably yeah.
0: all right now i'm gonna give you guys the crazy oh I, the other tiny thing i wanted to say i don't know what's going on over there x XCloud, like uh their, their streaming stuff has had a boost in performance everything i've played on there this week because i always try to play if i'm playing an xbox game pass game i try to do it over a browser or something as part of my experience with it because i just want to see how it performs Psychonauts 2 ran really well and responsively over stream. I was blown away by that. And I'm not even on that crazy of a connection. Hmm. It was like really responsive, like no discernible controller lag. Something's improved over there. I don't know what they did. Um, There was some talk that they were putting Series X blades... In a data farm to help boost, I don't know what it, I don't remember what the deal was. I just know it moves faster, so there's that.
3: Well, that, that's good. I mean, I had a very favorable impression of gaming that way from GeForce now, so you know, I could I Xbox didn't start off on a good foot when I tried it, but uh, I'm sure they'll get there.
0: Yeah, it's it, it impressed me. Um, and it may you know, mileage may vary depending on where you live and that sort of thing, as far as where the where the data farm is, but. Uh, the other game I played, also another Game Pass game, also a Sony game. Um, this year's version of the show, the first one was last year that showed up on Game Pass, the show 2021. This is the show 22. It's their MLB game. It's baseball. Uh, you're all going to go, great. We're going to hear about a sports game. Wake me up when you're done. Here's what this ha- This is what happened.
4: Yeah.
0: I get it, finally. I wanted to see what the hubbub is. That thing is beloved by fans. People love that series. They adore it. And I never quite understood why, because it just seemed like a good baseball game. But, you know, there's lots of those. And, you know, I'd rather be maybe a little more arcadey in my sports games and that sort of thing. So it just never really pulled me in. And I never really gave it too much time. The fact that it's on Game Pass and just sort of there, I'm like, well, may as well play this. Let's play this. And uh, so I did. I finally get it. In fact, it's in the name. The name is The Show. All right. MLB The Show 2022. The Show, I've always wondered what that's about. I was like, "Oh, it's baseball. It's a big show, right?"
3: That's not it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's uh, I'm thinking That's about not
0: it at all. What it is is The Show is this It's an RPG. You 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 make a dude. Oh, I should have recorded some of this. You make a dude and you name him um, because I screwed up and was like hurrying, I skipped past that. So my guy's name is Joe random. And and when I say that, <laughs> I don't even mean, I don't mean like literally the back of his shirt says random Joe random. when he goes up to ba- oh, okay. bat, you get a very impressive voiceover where the guy goes, all right, coming up to bat, we've got Joe random and like, they'll say it and his name is Joe random. And now I'm in love with the name, so I'm not changing it, but, uh, it's crazy. It's my hero. <laughs> it's crazy how how in-depth and RPG-ish that the show is the mode that is like the big mode and the mode is okay, I'm all over the place with this. Let me explain this. When you play a, <laughs> a sports game in the okay. past, all right? And if you're like, "Well, I'm going to play a whole season." All right? So let's say I don't whatever game it is, a hockey game, football game doesn't matter. I'm going to play a whole season. Well, how does that work? Well, you're going to play every game that you're in. And then all the other teams that play that you're not in, those will be simulated and you'll get scores out of those toward the playoffs. But your games, you're just going to go play a full game every time. That's how seasons work in this game. Oh. You make a player, you decide all the way up front. Where is the strength? Is it pitching? Is it fielding? Is it, you know, base? Um, is he one of the basemen Is he, you know, like all these kinds of questions. Um, I chose pitching and then first baseman. So those are going to be his okay. main roles, defense and yeah. offense. And I didn't know what's going to happen. I'm just doing this, setting up this character. I figured I'd have to do, I have to do a whole team of these guys, like 10 of these dudes. Like, how does this work? So, cause it's a team sport and the way it works is so genius and I'm late to the game. So I know everybody at home who's played the hell out of these, you know, this already. And I apologize for me not knowing this, but the way this works is you'll start, you start in the farm leagues, right? You're in some triple a, you know, crap, crap teams out in the middle of nowhere yeah. And you're trying to work your way to the MLB and ultimately be, you know, this megastar and in, in professional baseball. Um, it's also at this point that you choose all your methods of play. Like, there's different ways to hit, different ways to to, to field, you know, a bunch of modes that you can change. It's kind of basically play the game the way you want to play it. So I set all that stuff up, and That's then when
2: I did when I played last year's version, that's as much as I played. That's as far as you got <laughs> that stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's usually kind of where I get, I'm like, okay, well, this is where my, where I start and end instead. I decided to keep going. You go into the locker room. There's a bunch of options in there. Sometimes you have a conversation with your coach in between games. You make a decision with that coach. Sometimes it's a decision that will end up determining what team you go to next or what your role is for the current team. And if you want to change that or whatever, it's all done in these natural RPG like dialogue boxes that you do, and you don't do them that often, but you do them. And then when you play the game, this is the genius of the game. I don't know about you guys, but a nine inning game of baseball is long as shit. Okay, yeah. Even in video man. game form,
2: takes forever.
0: So usually in a like more arcade game, I'll say, can I do three innings? I don't want to do nine. Like it's yeah. A they'll
2: usually come up with ways to artificially shorten it because it would otherwise be so long. Yeah.
0: So what they do here instead of artificially shortening it in real-time ways, I'm only playing the parts I'm involved in. So if I'm (laughs) pitching, I play all the pitching in that game, but if they relieve me, like my coach has his own brain, I'm not controlling this. He may go, you (laughs) know You're out, Johnson. Yeah, you're out. You're pitching, you're You're starting to get worn out. You're out of here for the final two things. If that happens and I'm not scheduled to hit or play any other position that day, game's over. Hmm. Hmm. And it says... Oh, and so okay, I might be doing both. Let's say when we're when we're up to bat, I'll go do it, and you'll say, Coming up to bat, Joe Random. And I'll get up there and take a swing, hopefully get a hit, do whatever. And there may be even challenges to that, like get a base hit. If you do that, you'll get extra XP for your for your hitting power or something. And and you know, they have little things like that. But that isn't that's not important to the bigger picture. Anyway. So you're up there, you hit, Joe Random does whatever he does. If I get thrown out, let's say a pop fly, guy catches it as I run. No problem, I'll walk off. Lots of great animation and commentary, but they don't it's not like, okay, now here comes the next batter and I either no, have to watch or play him. Part. Yeah, I'm just playing my part. And if when I'm ba- when I'm first baseman, that includes trying to throw people out, working with the pitcher on short pitches where, you know, maybe the ball comes to me and the pitcher runs to take my place on first, so I toss it to him to get the out. Um, tagging people out, uh, catching pop flies, like whatever whatever job I'm doing out in the field, I do those during the plays where where I'm needed, but when that's over, I'd, the next thing you move on to is the next time I would bat, even though in in if it was real time, there'd be 10 other guys who bat before I do. But... They're just doing what I do. And it's it's really genius because the game feels compl- – I, like, sh- I was sure I was like, well, here comes another nine-inning, freaking eight-hour experience. It's not. Some of them are even shorter. Like if the coach says, sorry, you're not batting anymore today, or you're not – sorry, you're not pitching anymore, I might just bat two more times and the game's over, and it'll give us the score. And the score is less important, and whether your team won that game is less important than your progress as – this role-playing character that you've got to make him better, 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 better. Like You're trying to be like the Jordan of baseball. Yeah, it's a That's career mode is. that is just focused on me, not necessarily A The is A-Rod game, A-Rod
3: the the guy.
0: I no, really it's not, like it's it. Not A Rod. No, it's not A Rod. Oh,
3: who's um, the guy? Who's the guy right now? Baseball? Right now, uh,
0: um, <clears throat> oh jeez, I'm so bad at current sports people.
2: Well, yeah, um, but who would you say historically, like? Not historically, like, like, like now. Like Babe Babe oh, Ruth. Like now. A big, yeah. Yeah.
3: Like I know Babe Ruth, but now, like who's the I LeBron don't know James any now
0: baseball player. Now baseball? Oh. Mike Trout says the chat. I don't know who that is. Um Shoei Otan oh, there's the Japanese guy. Is that him? There's a Japanese guy that's just blown He's on the away. cover
3: of the show twenty two. I saw it because I'm watching gameplay video while you're talking. Yeah. It's his uh, Shohei, I think, or yeah. something. That
0: sort of so th- that's the other thing I wanted to mention. Um, so even though this thing is broken up like that, like they go to commercial after I hit after the end of the inning, and then they come back. There's no commercials, but they have a break like there's one and and then you come back and you and you play some more, the whole time the sound scape of this game is so it's really inviting. Like just the sound of the crack of the bat sounds different depending on the stu- the the um, stadium you're in. The crowd sounds incredible. Um, when you do something crazy like knock two runs in while you're up to the uh, plate or whatever, hearing the crowd lose it is just really good. The game's very I mean, those, very those, good. Those, at that.
3: If it's called the show 2022, though, right? So yeah. it's like of the year 20. So I think maybe those crowds maybe look up. It looks like a little bit too many people in the stadiums for baseball in twenty twenty. Well, if they, it's going to be a depiction of baseball in twenty twenty two. I mean, saying. this
0: year maybe it's more accurate now because more people I'm are going joking. to stuff. But last year, it's probably you're probably right. It was probably a little.
3: There up, should be. A there's way more for, people uh, cheering for me in Rocksmith than there would be <laughs> in real life. So like, I'm, just, I'm having a
4: laugh.
2: <laughs> there should be a setting for like uh, pandemic crowds though, and it just replaces the crowd with stuffed animals because uh, they did that. Oh, they while, did. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think that would be hilarious. They should absolutely do that. Yeah. I mean, this
3: game setting. it does look kind of sweet the way you describe it. Like it takes all the boring. Like, cause that's the, that's always a tough sell with baseball. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. even in like Atari day, was there a baseball for Atari? Or am I thinking Nintendo? Maybe I'm thinking Nintendo baseball. No, there was baseball for Atari. Wasn't there? There was, yeah, I mean, really there was, there was a yeah, loaded bases or in, bases uh, loaded.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, that was I always, think that the, might've been NES, but yeah. anyway.
3: that was always the tough thing about baseball is it's very much a downtime plotting kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it sounds interesting.
0: Yeah.
2: And Can I ask you, a you know, weird if, question though? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: of course. Always.
2: Uh, so I, I agree with you. Like, even as you were talking about this in the back of my head, I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if when you make a player, like if you just played that player, cause that's what baseball is really like, you yeah. know, if you, if you play it, you're just, uh, just hogging the machine. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't have to do all this. I don't have to know how to pitch to be, you know, a baseball players and I don't have to know how to play second base. Um, but I, so as you were saying it, I was thinking, man, that'd be so cool if you could just play as one person. Let's say you're a crazy person, though. Okay. Mm. What if I want to see the full game that I am not a part of? Is there an option that lets you do that? Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. 100%. There's also just like, hey, do do you just want to play a nine inning game? Uh, They also have a retro mode that makes it play like an old RBI or SNES game. Um, Hmm. That's fun. It's it's just a kind of quick distraction. Yeah. Because this game, you know, one of the things that, it prides itself on is like everything's mo capped and extremely technical and, you know, the the, the pitching and the batting and stuff is, is simulation sort of. Although I think the systems are really fun, so I don't find them like, you know
3: What's with this rainbow? Is this like a heat signature where the bat wins? Is that yeah, so like the green... Baseball replays? It's, yeah, it's to teach
0: you. It's like, okay, well, you were in the green when you hit, or you were, if you were in the yellow, you're not going to have the control you want. Like, they, they, they have stuff like that throughout the game. Oh, I see. Um, Foul-tipped. Huh. But uh, there's like... You kind of can choose how the game plays, and it seems like a pretty robust, like baseball simulator
3: kind of thing. Oh yeah,
0: I mean, there's a reason it's number one and on top. It's it's huge. And the
3: shadows and animations are really good. Like there's almost there's a bit of an uncanniness Mm -hmm. to not close up because then it's kind of smooth and not realistic. But when you're seeing it at a distance, it almost looks like an actual baseball game. Oh yeah, Yeah. almost. Yeah, there's not a a lot of
0: there's the everybody like all the players that are actually in the league. And even these Farm League players, they're all mo-capped for their performances. So everything they're doing, it's not just baseball, man. It's like, no, that's the way that guy moves, and that's how he pitches. Yeah, the movements look like,
3: you know, they look kind of natural and vary between players just as I'm watching them move around. Even the crowd's pretty good, too. I yeah. saw, like, there's this guy with glasses. who He's way in the background, just what you just showing. He went like this. He went,
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and there's like a I'm like,
3: what? Dude, aren't you just supposed to go like this and everyone animates the same way? Like the crowd's pretty... Like there's people standing up and, and leaning and it's this is pretty slick. It is. The presentation's
2: yeah. a done. hell of a you thing. You got me excited about this, Scott. I'm going to play this because I do like baseball and uh, this sounds like exactly what I want. The only thing I would add as I was thinking, as I was creating my own game and then you described the game I was creating, the only thing I wish is I think they should go super sentimental on this story mode. And I think instead of uh, starting in, like, the minors, I think you should start with a game of T-Ball as, like, (laughs) a little kid. That's where it teaches you the mechanics of T-Ball. You're just a little kid running around. Because to me, like, this is going to get a bit sentimental, but, like, there's something that I think would be really sweet about you see this little kid playing little T-Ball, like, running around, little legs, and then you're like, well, because I know this is a video game, I know how this goes. That little kid is going to achieve their dream. They're going to be in the uh, MLB. They're going to the show. Yeah, they're going to, the show. Yeah, yeah. going to the big show. That would be fun.
4: Go ahead, Bo. Right, uh,
3: who who makes this?
0: Uh, this is Sony. Sony's. Uh, this used to be Whoa. a PlayStation exclusive, and that's the other weird thing. Is for the last two years, it's it's been on Game Pass and. let <laughs> I, I thought players. it was an
3: EA joint because I want to say like now that this is an RPG baseball game, I think the next step, assuming it was EA, which it's not, yeah. would be a Mass Effect baseball game. Like it's an RPG where you have to bring baseball to the Citadel and through space. And then you got to defeat the Reapers or some existential threat at baseball.
0: I would play that. And
3: you're like Shepard and you have all these relationships. Like you have fans, you have baseball teammates, you maybe get married and suffer the stress of being a famous intergalactic baseball player. Yeah. Uh, But it's baseball, but maybe it's a Turian sometimes on the other team and you have an RPG and baseball. Like, doesn't that work yeah what? I'd play it Mass effect uh the sh- ma- sh- the show Citadel or something. mass effect baseball I don't know I was, super, I was super
0: I was i love when I was growing growing up and also you know later on 16 late 16-bit era stuff I loved it when there were like robots involved or z- zombies or I didn't care yeah. I love it love I would say
3: like still make it straight baseball it's like you know you're, we're bringing part of human culture to the rest of the galaxy like Star Trek style like this mm-hmm. is straight ass baseball but If you're a Turian, if you're a Krogan, you can play, yeah. And we'll play you, but it's still it's still this game. It's still the show. You're role playing as a player trying to be the best
0: baseball player on the Citadel. I'm 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 sold. I'm sold on your plan. EA EA has a sequel
2: that pitch. Bo needs to play Pyre so badly.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Pyre's awesome. Pyre. Oh yeah, that's a Super Giant Games game. I need to play that. Yeah, Yeah, that's the
2: one where it's a sports. A, a generic sport, not specifically baseball, but it's a sport game with like a story RPG consequences yeah. built into it. All right, it.
3: let me install it. Guess who owns it on Steam but never played it?
2: <laughs> there you go. Big oh, shock. look at that. We didn't cost Bo any money.
3: No, not at That's time. a dime. Uh, let me just install it, the game 500 that this has happened on the show where it's like, you should play this game. I'm like, I haven't. I never
0: played it. Yeah, but, you should. It's really good. Um. So yeah, I'm going to give this a big recommendation. Now, I realize there are people who have been playing this for years and are probably like, oh, this stuff's old, Scott. They've been playing. They've been doing this for the last six versions. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm and You know what? This worked, Sony, because now, you know, you made this available somewhere that was easy to access. It's also playable on the cloud, plays really good on the cloud. This was my meeting game this week when I had meetings it was great
2: also i love that you're the you're the one person here that has a ps5 and you played it on the xbox
0: yeah i played it on the xbox i have a ps5 but you know it's 70 bucks on the ps5 and on That's game true. pass it's like, just why available pay
3: 70 bucks when
0: you can have it for free
3: oh wait so this is a sony joint on the xbox yeah. game pass
0: yeah didn't you remember wow. you don't remember this whole thing it was wow. a big deal and it happened yeah this is sony yeah, going i, I don't eh. remember <laughs> yeah i guess it's also but, on switch now wow. you can buy this game on a switch Plays pretty well there too, I guess, from what I've heard. But anyway, uh, I, I'm surprised how much I enjoyed it, and I am definitely going to keep playing it because the progress. Well, it's like like I said, RPGness is going on here, and I'm always down for that. So, uh, big shock of the week for me was how much Scott liked the show. Twenty two. Um. Finally, I already said that other thing. Oh, chorkor. I need a uh, sound for this. Um. tour
2: car You have just a drill going
0: here it is yeah everybody
2: steals a cookie
0: everybody steals a cookie there i can't find anything else um the (laughs) i I got a new (laughs) chore core game it's called car detailing simulator on steam and it is exactly what it is described as (laughs) Uh, they pull a car in you do the deal you say yep i'll take that job uh they pull their little you know four seater whatever in the garage and you have a list of things you're meant to do. Clean the tires, uh, wax the, the, the car because it hasn't been waxed in a while. Clean those windows. There's stains on the upholstery, so I want you to vacuum those and uh, spray the car with uh, foamy soap and then spray it off with a pressure washer and all the, all the stuff. And you move up to better cars, and like eventually you're going to be really big supercars and all of that. It's a great one of those. There's not much else to say.
2: it is exactly as advertised
0: exactly as advertised you know if you're going to want to play this and it's a good one of those uh so thumbs up for me so far i've only played maybe an hour because i just got it it's only like it's on sale right now it's like 14 something bucks
2: and uh i saw the review a lot of people were requesting a dear martha of the review you posted for the game oh really yeah
0: (laughs) well who knows next there's always next week that might be. Yeah,
3: was idea. it this review? The game is so extremely boring, not an <laughs> tasks that you don't even want to do again. The locks seem so far away, they don't even want to grind to get there. Tap F for flashlight. Every game ever invented does this, not this one. Game is just bad all around. Wow. Oh my
2: gosh.
0: I disagree. Gathing.
3: I disagree. That's
2: somebody,
0: you know who that is? That's somebody who doesn't play these chorecore games because they they all play. Yeah,
2: he's not
3: a real fan. Get out of here.
2: (laughs) He doesn't doesn't know that. No, that wasn't the review. Here, Scott, I'll do a bonus Dear Martha real quick since it's such a short review. All right. I'll do a Dear Martha if you have the music. All right, right, here.
0: here it is. I got it right here. Let me pull this up. Hold on. Sorry, I have it in the wrong place. Okay, whoops. There it is. Okay, here we go.
2: My dearest Martha, I present to you now my review for Car Detailing Simulator. Martha, please add nudity. (laughs) Yours in this life and the next, Striker X88.
0: Nice. So it is the one that I found yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That review
2: just wants
3: nudity. That's it. That makes sense. I mean, a lot of garages that I've worked in uh, as a young person all had at least a naked lady calendar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is what you want. Seems, yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I never started my own garage or made had a decision in life where I said, "You know what? This garage is missing naked women, mm-hmm.
0: um, But it seems that was a choice
3: that other people made.
0: <laughs> so, well, and here's the right, thing yeah. to remember: the game is first person perspective, and so you you can be the naked person. Just use your imagination. You know? Yeah. Uh, oh
3: no, but aren't you a dude? Yeah, you're a dude. That's. You get that's not misogynistic. Out. I can't fly. Well,
0: look, uh, not but on the internet you're gonna, if, anyway. you, if you're going to be dude garage.
3: Garage. <laughs> maybe dude garage Guy, I don't know. I'm just saying that's probably what this guy's, you know. Sure. That's that's what this guy's get driving at. Not well, a
2: I don't know. Maybe he just wants to put naked ladies on the side of cars.
3: <laughs> that's true.
2: Yeah, you know maybe. what this
3: guy, the review. Maybe he needs a chore core game that's a hybrid of this and orc massage.
0: There you go yep yeah, right that's what he's asking right. that's what he's asking for. he wants to Different make it with buddy. the late the lady brought the car he did the job but now he wants to make it with the lady who comes back to get her car and she's so impressed yeah that that's the sex part so oh. and then they yeah. and he gets to clean it again yeah then he I has just to clean thought it they again.
2: had like uh decals that was like a, a nudie lady on the side of the car and he's like it's dirty and then i clean it
0: uh uh see this video game we're making better video games just it's by a different game dude different game this is, <laughs> yeah. just, this is just cars only
3: game cars only <laughs>
2: cars only.com
3: i like it dating site <laughs> only cars. only
0: cars.com <laughs> where you can see the whole car if you
3: make a description
0: here i'll put it this way if you thought that car mechanic simulator was a little much this is maybe a better option than car mechanic simulator because that thing was all about nuts and bolts and Parts and this part's not the Bo right part. This
2: car. car game is also all about nuts, but in a different way. We're gonna, I think, Bo and I have a plan. Like that game. Are we making onlycars.com? Uh, yeah, only cars. Only so cars anyone cars.com. can post
3: pictures of their cars, but if you want to see better pictures of the cars, yeah. you gotta you wanna see it you, gotta clean. Clean. You, gotta you, gotta you gotta sub. Gotta you gotta sub. Yeah. You gotta pay.
0: Yeah, you want going to, to sign
3: see... on on this? Why is it just you and me? I'll do it. Cuz uh, it was your idea and I quickly. We need a logo. I mean, at least you can almost. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're
0: Scott's not going to draw anything good. We I'll do all no your all your Scott. logo and your web stuff. I got you covered on yeah, that. Yeah.
3: We, we need a we need a good uh, like text like onlycars.com. Yeah. I'm I'm ready. Yeah, with a lightning bolt on it maybe
0: or something. Yeah. But forget this podcast business. We're making a new one everybody. Watch for it. Coming soon. onlycars.com. There probably is a site already. Hold on. onlycars. I'll bet this is like 100% a site, and it's taking forever to open. So maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: (laughs) Well, it's at least going to give you a virus. There's an
0: Instagram account. (laughs) Is it okay?
3: What you just take? No, no, no. Actually, there's not only group about cars and only for car fans. No, not quite. There's a Facebook page called Only Cars in Singapore. Eh, i not worry about them. How are they? No, yeah, what are it's, they open, it's open space. Let me look here. Uh, Let's get
0: it. Searching registry. Oh, you know what? Onlycars.com is taken. However, and no one's using it. It's being squatted. But only.cars is available. So you can do oh. the .cars domain. So only.cars, and it's going to cost you only $2,499.99 for that. We're going to be so rich. We're going to that
2: back in yeah. a day. Mm-hmm. That's a day.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's, yeah. How about onlycars.fun? That's t- four bucks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I like that better anyway, though. Um,
0: onlycars.fun. Oilycars.com oily <laughs> is a <bit> oily. Oh, <laughs> people
2: will pay a premium for that. I love we'll all buy that
0: too. And just redirect
3: to only cars. I like only cars, yeah. but
0: there's
2: only rental cars. Dot com is available. They oh. don't want that. Oh, yeah. that's, that's like the, somebody saw our idea and needed to get in on the money. <laughs> yeah. That's a snuff site. Uh, yeah. You don't want to go there.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, there's everything I played, John. I have to admit, I've been curious about the new final fantasy 14 patch because I hear something about PVP being insane. Um, will you, I don't know if you've done that, but explain why this patch is so exciting for players.
2: Uh, so yeah, I'm back to playing final fantasy 14. Good news, everyone. No. Uh, I'm going to talk about your favorite game. <laughs> yeah. I actually never quit, but it's just now I have something to talk about. Sure. Um, yeah, patch 6.1 came out. It's uh, it's kind of a big deal because it's the first big patch post the end of Endwalker. And as a result, like mm. for me, obviously the biggest thing is this is the start of a brand new story. Like this is Endwalker was exactly what it it said it was going to be. It was the end of that story. It, it wrapped up. And so this is a preview of where we're going now, what that story is going to be. Um, it's not to say that anybody could just jump in on this patch and go, well, yes, now I understand the story perfectly, but it does kind of cut ties from a lot of what was going on narratively previously. And, uh, kind of sets a new course. And I'm really excited about the direction it's going. It's it's touching on some very interesting things. It's tying back to uh, parts that felt like complete stories in their own right, but maybe there was more to tell along them. And uh, it's really exciting. But this patch also contained a lot of stuff for people that aren't at the end game. So it's something you don't see a lot in MMOs. Usually when a new patch comes out, it's just here's all your new end game content. Uh, but this patch was the first wave of making it to where you can play the entire game single player. So they have a system in this game called uh, Truss. It's now called, oh, it's got a name that makes me laugh because it's very immature. It's like Duty Helper or something <laughs> like that. I can't, I can't yeah. help but laugh at it. Yeah. Um, But uh, your mount? A turtle? Gee, oh, yeah. yeah, watch. It's going to fly in a minute. It's really amazing. But uh, the this system basically puts you in a dungeon when you have a dungeon that queues up uh, with NPC companions. What, the Lord,
0: what on the Lord on High <laughs> is this turtle doing?
2: <laughs> sorry, you can't show
3: this clip while you're talking. I have not This is crazy. I don't yeah,
0: even the know. The audio what to say.
3: listeners, the turtle walks like normal, and when it flies, it sucks its legs and head into its shell. And he's spinning around 360 with rocket boosters coming out from all angles. Yeah. And like, how is your guy not dead from G forces <laughs> spinning you around? <laughs> and, and like, it's absolutely like uh, immersion breaking, but comical and anime. So it's fine. But you yeah, know, also that's incredible.
2: I love it. That's just how turtles fly. Yeah. I, I yeah. Evident- I didn't like, know. Now I know, like I'm educated today on this. That's how they, that's how they do. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, so basically any dungeons in the game, you can now run single player. So for anybody that, you know, came over and got to a point where you're like, oh, wait a minute to play the main story of this game. I have to do dungeons with other people. Mm. I won't do that. Like there is now a way to solo it. But you say a way.
0: You mean like if I'm in there and I'm solo queued or whatever, or I'm just in the game. Can I choose? That's how I choose right then to say, do you want to mm-hmm. do this on your own?
2: Yeah, But dude. it's like it's a, you get AI teammates, right? You get AI teammates, but the reason this is rolling out slowly is because it's not just a bunch of doofuses in there that help you fight. Like It's not what you would expect. You can actually learn mechanics watching the AI teammates. They will do the fight properly. They'll move out of mechanics. They'll stack when they need to stack. They'll avoid things. They'll hold aggro. They'll do just about anything you would expect them to do, and that's that's kind of why it takes a while to roll out because they program for all of this. Um, it's actually how I learn fights in the current because they added this in Shadowbringers and now they're retroactively adding it to the early parts of the game. But, um, I, I actually will go through with the AI and go, okay, now what are they doing for this mechanic? Because I didn't understand this mechanic. I can watch what they do and go, okay, okay, so I need to move over here when that does that. Okay, that makes sense. So it's a good way to learn the game, especially if you're doing a role that you don't normally do. So, Do, do
3: they know the best way to do boss fights? Like, is that, would they possibly be waiting to see what the community does? Cause like, obviously they roll out a boss fight. They're anticipating what the strategy is. And then, you know, someone comes along and beats your game in six minutes mm. or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: They are not optimized for sure. Running with AI is definitely slower than running with normal people, but you will see them at least perform mechanically sound tactics
3: okay, uh, okay. there's maybe, gives you an idea to be like oh that's bad that's less yeah. bad or you know pop a cooldown or whatever yeah.
2: there's actually a really fun uh thing that they revealed so i i don't want to give spoilers away because it is a big one but there's a fight in endwalker that you can do with a large party of ai controlled npcs if you want and mm. they announced, they said it you know, it's such a big bombastic fight that even the NPCs do get hit by abilities, but they basically said there's one character that will successfully avoid every single ability. So if you follow that one character, uh, she will never get hit by anything. Mm. And I, I found that very interesting that they, as developers know like, okay, well, if you stick with the, if you stick with your allies, you're gonna have some problems, but, yeah, we got one that's perfect. She'll do a flawless run every single time. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just really cool to see that old content get so much love. And and they've changed some things. So Final Fantasy had a kind of notorious end dungeon that took over an hour to run your first time called um, Praetorium. They have chopped that up it's now instead of a big raid it's now a dungeon it's now a three-part thing instead of a one-part thing so they they've put a lot of time and effort in kind of updating these older dungeons to teach you mechanics better to give you the option to solo them uh if you with ai companions if you want and it's just a lot of love and focus that you don't normally see um in an MMO that they, they give that. old Well, not
0: even just for old stuff. They've, they, what, what this tells me as a player who I'm, uh, to be honest, what I find, whatever, what blocks me from playing this game on, on the regular is just knowing how much shit there is between me and where you are. Yeah. And so what they're doing is not only giving love to that old content, they're giving love to me as a player who's looking for a way in that isn't arduous, To, you know, I don't mean skipping it all, but I mean like make it so I can experience the content you intend me to experience, but don't put other hurdles in my way because I don't have time. You know, I, I, right. If you're up at
2: 3 a.m. because for some reason that's the only time you can play, you're not going. Ugh, it's a 45 minute queue to get into this dungeon. And then I'm going to be in and I got to be social and I don't have enough time for it. Like now you can actually go, okay, well I have a dungeon and you know what, if I have to dip out in the middle of the dungeon, cause I'm busy, doesn't bother the AI. Like that's fine. And that's been the, the biggest thing that I've had to use it for. You know, I, I was playing this game heavily when my son was born. There'd be times where I'd be like, Oh, I don't know if I can get a dungeon done in time. And as soon as I got to the part where I could run with AIs, it was like, okay well i'll I'll try it and if I can't, if he wakes up, and needs something, just shut it down. And I'll try the dungeon again later. No big deal. and so this this adds some really nice quality features for you to to give a go with and um, you know, you mentioned PvP, I haven't talked about it because I haven't done it. The PvP in Final Fantasy XIV is not considered great by any means. It's never really been a focus, but they are kind of trying to shift to where they're experimenting to see if people will get into it. Uh, I watched our buddy Kyle and Garrett. They, they tried it. They had a lot of trouble getting over the hurdles, but they were also trying to learn it on stream, which we all know is sometimes a very tricky prospect. Oh, yeah. um, I've heard people are having a lot of fun in it. So I am gonna try it uh, and and check it out and see how it is, but I just haven't done it yet. I've been too busy doing other things. Like I've never had a patch for an MMO where I've gone in and gone, oh my gosh, so much I want to do. Yeah, like that. I think that was the crazy thing for me. It's not that this this patch is bigger than other MMOs patches. It's just that I care about a larger percentage of what got patched than yeah. I normally do.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'm. Hmm. I have to admit, this kind of this is interesting to me. I don't know why. I'm suddenly very interested.
2: <laughs> and they're going to be doing this over time. So right now, um, a Realm Reborn is completely soloable, um, but they are going to, I think, in the next patch, I think they're working on uh, Heaven's Ward, which. Currently, you would have to find groups for all the Heavensward content. Uh, same with Stormblood. So it's not immediately done because they said, you know, it's going to take a lot of work to get through. But right now, at least one expansions or one game's done. And then they're going to hit the expansions and follow up patches.
0: Very cool. All right. Look at look at Final Fantasy. Oh, how are the dragons? Any dragons?
2: Oh, dragons are awesome. Actually, yeah. Drag, dragon features quite heavily. Really? dragon beef.
0: All right, there's some dragon beef for him. Um, we don't have a new ESO uh, thing but out. Do they June.
3: feel as good in a post Elden Ring world? Because the Elden Ring dragons are pretty good.
2: Well, you typically don't fight them very often in Final Fantasy. Oh, really. You fight them dragons. The more you talking to them dragons. <laughs> you you summon them, right? So many <laughs> uh, you just chat with them. They just okay. got a lot. They got a lot to say. Yeah. Well. All
0: right. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, what else did you play this week?
2: Scott, I played Vampire Survivors. <gasps> that game's great. <laughs> Let's talk about this game. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever spent three dollars and been happier in my life than buying <laughs> Vampire Survivors. Holy crap. I think you talked about this game. Cause I know somebody I knew did. I, think I definitely you did about a long time ago, like but yeah. Months ago or something like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, I think I mentioned at the time the big deal was, oh, it's only like two bucks and super retro, but it's this awesome dual sticky kind of thing, but not in the way you think of normally. And Anyway, I'm so glad you discovered it. It's amazing that game.
2: I looked at it when you talked about it and I I saw them say bullet hell and it looked like a bullet hell kind of game and I went, that's eh, not for me. I don't I don't really like bullet hell games. I'm mm-hmm. not going to enjoy this. Yeah. And then I was looking at I so I, our friend Ben, I bought him a uh, a gift over Steam for his birthday. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I spend money on somebody else, surely I must spend some money on myself. So I was like, just looking, seeing what else was on Steam. I was like, I'm in a spending kind of mood. And uh, I picked up two games and I was like, oh, you know, Return of the Obra Dinn is on sale. And I've been dying to play that. And I was like, let me get that. And then I was like, Vampire Survivor. I've been hearing a lot of people talk about this too. Should I get that? You know what? It's three bucks. I'll find out. I'll find out if I like it for three bucks. It's the first game I played. I wish I could tell you about Return of the Ober I didn't play it because all I've been playing is stupid vampire survivors. This game is so good. Yeah. it's It's simple. Like, it's not... It's not anything more than watching some
3: gameplay, and like when you attack, your guy doesn't really animate.
0: Oh, no, he doesn't. But read those
2: reviews. Like, you don't even hit a button for it, (laughs) Bo. Like, that's the other thing. This game Mm -hmm. uses two buttons you use a joystick, and occasionally you press A to confirm. Like, it is purely (laughs) like. I don't know how to describe it. On paper, this game is not a game I would enjoy. In execution, like the way the upgrades work, the way you build characters, the way you you kind of go, like it's just so fun. And I thought I was going to hate it, even the first couple seconds into it, because you start with the whip guy and the whip weapon at the start is god awful. It's,
0: it's pretty garbage like, at it, first. It's not, yeah. it's
2: not good. It didn't set it didn't set anything on fire when I was just going. I was like wait a minute I don't even hit a button to make this whip go out it's just I have to wait for it and be aimed in the right direction and then somehow get over to the crystals that the enemies drop this is going to be bad and then I started buying upgrades and those upgrades changed the way I played and then I got treasure chests and it has a really wonderful treasure chest animation and bit of music that goes with it and Hmm. before I knew it I was like I'm going to get every achievement in this game I'm going to unlock everything all the characters are really cool they've got interesting powers and interesting ways of changing it there's cool hidden secrets Um, there's ultimate upgrades for things which is really smart where it's like okay well I rank this up to 8 and I got this other ability and they combine to augment into something like way cooler damage numbers of
3: a puzzle game I guess a
4: little bit
2: There's yeah there's elements of it and The first time, so basically the goal is to survive 30 minutes on the stage. And the first time I got close, I felt I already felt like I was a god. I was like, I've made my character invincible. Nobody can touch me. Nobody can get close to me. And I lost at 29 minutes and 35 (laughs) seconds. And I was like, Uh. this game ramps up when this game is like, we're going to put on the pressure. It puts on the pressure like it gets very tense it gets very claustrophobic as you get surrounded by enemies and you're like, well, I know I'm strong, but am I strong enough? Like it's just so good. And I, I couldn't stop playing it. It doesn't, doesn't ask much from you. It's very casual play. You can I mean, do- it's like a
3: borderline in Atari game, right? Oh yeah. Well, well, yeah. I, I would I argue the graphics the- are better than Atari, but it has the control sophistication of an Atari
0: game. It feels like yeah. the era, the era they are aiming here for feels like, you know, PC engine slash, you know, turbo yeah. graphics, something. Like it's real basic in that regard. And it was I had the same concerns. Um, also, you know, it's a single developer project. It's the first game he's ever done. But then I saw these reviews. There's like 73, I'm sorry, 80 something, almost 90,000 reviews, all overwhelmingly positive. Like this is one of the most best reviewed games in Steam in the last year, easily.
3: I mean, even if it's just those 90,000 positive reviews, 90,000 positive. If that's like the sales, yeah, for oh, three bucks, yeah. this one guy, like he's he's, know, doing he's doing just fine. a Little nest egg there. That's great. Yeah, he's yeah. doing great. It's a yeah, very you gotta very put cool this on no. Switch. This is a Switch game. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. It it, it's still
2: early access. Uh, so I got the benefit of unlocking a ton of stuff. And then two days later going, there's more stuff in the game now.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, and they added a whole new character, new weapons. Like it, it really gets a lot of love, it seems, and a lot of updates. And um, mm-hmm. those updates do a good job of changing what is, in essence, a very simple gameplay loop. But in execution, like, very deep and very cool. Like, are it there, reminds beso- me a lot of Rogue Legacy in a lot of ways. Yeah, so
3: besides yeah. besides different uh, heroes, are there different, like, level challenges? Or is it always, like, uh, the same? Just press play to start, and then maybe it's... Kind of starts the same every ro- time. It's roguelike, but, like, it's just one game mode. I mean, you know. Like- yeah, that's yeah, kind of it. Yeah, they
2: have a couple different things. <laughs> so th- there are four different stages currently in the game, and they all have their own uh, weird quirks. So, like... The first level is the most like generic open. You're just in a field. It's kind of what Scott's shown right now. Second level is a more horizontal level. So yeah. they limit your vertical, your vertical movement. You can't go up and down as much, but you can go mm. left and right forever. So it kind of adjusts like what's good and effective as a weapon because you now have more limited is, movement. Is
3: that at the 30 minute mark that that level changes or?
2: Uh, no, they're just you. It's 30 minutes each stage. OK, so uh, it, but I think you unlock the next level without having to go the full 30. I think there's just some point where oh, it's, it, it's, it it's like a progression. OK, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. OK. And, uh, you know, so each level changes it up and then there's two additional modes, one that puts you back in the field. But then it randomizes what enemies appear. So you don't know what you're going to get and you might all of a sudden get something insanely hard okay. um, or you might get something you know that's a little easier and then they have one where you're surrounded by plants oh yeah uh, that don't move
4: here it is right uh, here but you still have oh, to cut your
2: you. way through and uh i don't really like that game mode but you only have to survive for 15 minutes in it for it to end and it, it was yeah, fun. Th-
3: yeah. th- this is the kind of it's it's hard to look at a game like this and not get a little jealous because i'm like i could have made this a game <laughs> like <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, like you know what i mean like just being honest like i'm like good for the guy and i'm like I'm sure it's good. I actually should try it. and But I'm just like, this is, you know, Unreal Engine 5 comes out, and you're like, man, I wish I could make something Unreal Engine 5. And you start thinking about what it would take, and you're like, well, I have to learn how to do Blender, and I have to learn textures, and I need to do music, and, you know, the standards are so high. Like, uh, And then the next thing you know, I'm trying to get an angel investor to give me $10 million for my little fan project or something. Sure. And you're like, no, no, you can make a successful video game that is, excellent uh you can make this in a week i bet like you know it yeah probably he's took him longer but like if, he, if you use unity or, or game uh, game maker or something like that like you can knock this out uh this
0: is it, not complicated you're, you're not you're not wrong i mean bas- basically what this does come down to is just raw understanding of gameplay and what makes you know it's it, fun the system is really good yeah you know? yeah You did a really yeah, good job like,
3: you know it's it's not that complicated program ai they basically walk towards you it looks like at different speeds mm-hmm. there's some group behavior which is pretty cool but uh, nothing at least as far as like i like i would obviously need to do a bit of refreshing on my stuff but this would not be beyond me to do like, everything i see here i'm like this is all doable i'm mm-hmm. um, good for this guy yeah. um you know i i but guess I, what i'm saying rather than say i'm jealous i say i'm inspired by it cuz then
2: i'm like well, shit! This guy can make a sweet little. Yeah, thing, I mean, game. I think the thing, uh, like on the surface, it looks very simple, but I think the thing that w- sets this apart is that you know, like Scott said, is very intelligently designed. Like yeah. one thing that feels too off, or something that that doesn't control quite right, or an upgrade that takes too long, or you know, stuff like that. Uh, and this game would go; it, it would shift. And it would be the thing that you look at it and go, I think this game is that like it it hits its sweet spot very well. Even to the point where not all the weapons feel balanced. And yet that feels okay. Like, you know, there's some weapons like the cross. I can't stand the cross. Like the boomerang cross is awful. Mm. Like I I hate it. I hate the normal one. I hate it upgraded. I hate what it evolves into for its ultimate version. Mm -hmm. It's such a waste of time weapon, but I think it's fine that it's in there. And I'm sure there are some people that, you know, like, swear by it yeah so i mean they've done a smart thing and now they've added a whole new system i don't know if you've even seen this yet scott no because now they've added this whole thing called like arcana which are weird little like tarot card buffs that take things like so garlic is in the game and early on i loved garlic because it meant that if things tried to hit me i would kill them automatically because you put out a big aura of garlic yeah As I played more, I went, oh, garlic's not very good. (laughs) Like, eventually, (laughs) the the cool effect of garlic wears off, and you're not just walking through all the enemies like you are at the beginning. Yeah. Um, And as a result, because you have limited amounts of weapon slots and upgrade slots, like, it becomes a waste to pick. But now they've added these Arcana decks, and what that does is now it applies a buff where anytime you get healed enemies around you take damage equal to what you got healed well the max level garlic thing doesn't affect where it heals you so if you have that card active and you go with the path of garlic and you get it maxed out now all of a sudden it goes from kind of useless and bad to kind of okay again Mm. and like it's got these layers of depth that are hidden there if you want to engage with them and I think that stuff is very smart and very cool. Mm-hmm. Although they did add a new cat weapon to the game. Mm. I don't know what the hell the cat does. Half the time it doesn't do anything. Sometimes it seems like it hurts me. Sometimes the cats fight in a big fight and I can't tell if I get hurt by being in it. I have no idea what the cat does. So real. But so just like real the, cats, then it's like cats, Yeah, just like yeah. a cat. I don't understand. It. Yeah, I missed that. But uh, it's. It's just cool. It's just an awesome game. And it's $3. Like, usually I don't do the whole for the price. You know, like like I always say, $3 is a lot of money to some people and it's nothing to others. But I think if video gaming is your hobby, if yeah. you are enough to listen to a podcast, I think it's safe to say 3 bucks ain't bad and it's probably worth checking out. It's because it's not even $3. Everybody's correcting me in the chat. It's like, you know. $2 I, I just
3: paid two sixty nine Canadian. For yeah, two sixty nine. So. There you go. Yeah, there you it's go. on sale at the no, moment. I bought it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just bought it. I'll give it a try. I, and I know that like for weeks now, someone has been either messaging me on Twitter or in Twitch chat. Have you played Vampire Survivors? Have you played Vampire? Oh, Survivors? I
0: get it all the time. Yeah, Same. I'm like, yes, I have. It's great. Mm-hmm. So all now right, you can it. say it
3: this. I'm not saying it looks bad. And I feel like there's some comments in the chat are like, takes a week to make it, takes so much longer. I'm just saying, proof of concept, game jams are like a week long or something like that. Like yeah. you can, It's not hard to program an avatar at his baseline thing to move it in the middle, controller directions, have it shoot automatically. Of course, like all the f- things that John was talking about in terms of adding f- the finer points, I guess the polish probably took time and contracting music and stuff. But the baseline engine—that's basic stuff. Yeah, that's that's you could do that in a day.
0: Yeah, I feel like yeah, um, what, we're what we're looking at here is somebody with a brilliant mind for gameplay that is just going pretty rudimentary on that stuff. <laughs> and I don't know. I feel like if they, if it was fancier looking, nah, not that it wouldn't do as well, but I think people like this GarageBand look.
3: I think it's the story. There, there's a market. You Know there, there's there are bands that are like if they don't have a record deal and no one's heard of them, you know, the whole hipster band thing, yeah, it's a little you like you know, that. band story, it can be as important, it's called its cultural significance as important or arguably more important than their music. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it's a thing in gaming too. You yeah. hear that it's one developer, a couple developer, a few people developer, and then you see what they output, you're immediately like your expectations on you know. Y- if this game was published by Ubisoft, <laughs> yeah.
0: It might be the it best thing be they put like, out this year, sadly, cuz Ubisoft's having a rough time.
3: But uh, <laughs> right, but it, the, the conversation it might still be heralded as a good game. We all like to think that no, no, we're impartial uh, bestowers of praise. But I don't I don't have that much faith in that. You know, I I don't know.
0: Well, don't here here's the way to look at it. Uh, the nice thing about this versus music is if you'd have probably, a second album that goes crazy and makes tons and tons of money, then you're set. You're looked at as selling out when game developers, if it starts out as like a s- dude making a game and then his next game is like a bigger effort, like papers, <clears> please <throat> one guy, still one guy, Obra Dinn, right? But he has some people now and some help and some backup. Nobody ever goes sold out, made a new game sold. No, they go sweet. No, but- look at him coming up, man. Awesome. So I think gamers game developers have an advantage in that regard. So I I'll hope, tell you a good you example
3: know. of that would be like not just sale of Minecraft to Microsoft yeah. yeah it's still a popular game but like there was definitely sentiment along the lines of no
4: yeah,
0: you know what I mean. To Microsoft, to Microsoft's credit, they have done a good job of not messing with what makes the formula work. I mean, I, I guess so. It's hard. I think a lot
3: of people have opinions about things they don't play or do. Yeah. So Minecraft was never my game, and so I'm going to refrain here yeah. from having a comment on whether they ruined it or not. But it seems popular and healthy and in all the right ways. And yeah you know but i'm saying the sentiment is no same thing with DD beyond is going to be bought by hasbro no <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so i just think it helps something become a phenomenon in the gamer space when it's like it's fun and did you know it's one person that bought it then people are like oh shit bam here's my three bucks gi joe you know, but if you're like do you know uh, ubisoft well in between. Um, their harassment issues at work made vampire survivors. <laughs> You'd be like, I don't know, <laughs> maybe it's fun, but I'll skip. Whatever. Yeah. I'll t-
0: I'm just looking forward to the to the GI Joe modules coming to D D. You heard it here first, everybody. Uh, yeah. John, finally, uh, Chrono Cross remaster. You've been playing and streaming.
2: What, yeah. do, you, what do you think? Huh? Uh, I'm feeling a little a little bummed about that game. Honestly, um, it's one of my favorite games of all time, and I think. You know, when it comes to the term remaster, you know, y- you can expect that to vary widely. You know, I, it, sometimes it's a lot. Sometimes it's we up it and that's all you got. I think the only thing a remaster can't do is not serve as at least a port of the game that it is. Mm. If it can't function better or at least on par with what you're now bringing up... That's a problem. Mm. And unfortunately with Chrono Cross, uh, I might be putting the streams of it on hiatus for a little while. I still haven't decided, but the game is unfortunately very crippled by an atrocious frame rate. Mm. And, It's really inexcusable because it didn't exist in the PlayStation version. They certainly have. There's already modders who have released tools that fix it, but I'm kind of of the mind that I shouldn't have to go get a third-party mod to get a game to run the way it's supposed to. Agree. Um, And I kind of don't want to promote a game on a stream that I had to go get a third party mod to get the game to actually function. Okay. Damn. I've, Strike two square Enix. Yeah, I've, uh, I've looked at the gameplay as presented over the stream and it's, it it's one of those rare cases. Cause usually when you stream a game, it's people going, the game looks hitchy," And then you go, well, it's fine on my end, but something's happening in the in-between that's making it hitch. Yeah. This is kind of the opposite effect. My gameplay on the stream looks okay but the way it's playing on my computer is atrocious Mm -hmm. and uh almost unplayable so it's something that obviously if modders have already found a way to mostly fix it it's something that could be fixed in a patch i'll certainly revisit it i don't care what you add to the gameplay experience like i don't care if it's a lot or not you know if it's a game i want to play again that i'm fine to just have it but you have to at least meet the quality of what existed before. And unfortunately, this game is coming up short of it.
4: Mm.
0: That's a bummer to hear. But yeah. they, like you said, they've got a chance to to fix this. They could probably do that. Hopefully they will. Because they've gotten praise yeah, for you. their like the pixel remaster stuff went real well, right? So why not carry that through and make it work here? I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it seems like a bit of a gaff. Yeah. And yeah. so like they can
3: push the delay date on that, and you know, it's not gonna make waves. No, it's a remaster. Yeah, like it's people,
2: can to play
0: that. people can yeah. deal with a delay of a remaster, not a huge yeah, deal.
2: They'll be fine. So yeah, yeah it's it's unfortunate. It it kind of bums me out. Um, but uh, it, you know, it's where we're at with that. When I mean, you Hopefully sort of assume
3: they, they test the... and play their games before they release them, right? That's yeah. why well, it's yeah. always yeah.
2: like yeah. you're not an old hardware. Like I think sometimes old. people go with the ah it's good enough, and then they go, Are people gonna You know, throw a fit about this. It's certainly what they did with Chrono Trigger when Chrono Trigger came out on Steam. It it immediately started trending because I don't think they anticipated it being as big a deal as it was, but people got it, found out it was just a shitty mobile port Mm -hmm. and people lost their mind over it. They're like, this is one of the greatest RPGs your company has ever made and it deserves far better than what you're doing. And they offered a public apology for that and They patched it a bunch, and now it's you know. It should matter to them. they're okay.
3: Their reputations have to matter to them. I, I I honestly don't. I feel like I don't know why. Because like, if they're trading on their good name,
4: was
2: was Chrono
0: Trigger a big deal in Japan or only here?
2: That I don't know. I would be curious because it definitely feels like it's uh, it, it gets treated differently than Final Fantasy, despite the fact that it is highly celebrated here. So yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it's that. Well, that's Japan the reason I ask as is, is maybe they're just
0: American. like, oh, we don't really want to do this, but the Western audience loves it, and we're we need a little revenue there, so let's do it. And they just kind of half-ass it because of that. I wonder. I don't know. I don't know. Could be it. Could be a thing, you know, a regional thing or a, not regional, a localization issue. And only, yeah. only America liked liked your Chrono Cross and your Chrono Trigger. Who knows?
2: I mean, Chrono Cross was heavily divisive here. A lot of people don't like it as a sequel, um, but I, you know, it is a good game. It deserves to at least be put out in a playable format. So I agree uh we'll see i will update you if it gets better because i want to play it i've enjoyed my time in it uh it's a little more emo than i remember it being (laughs) but i certainly was at that age when i played it so uh it's fine uh emo just means
3: emotional and we all have them oh yeah
2: but it absolutely is emotional it's like you talk to one person you go into a stranger's house and you're like. Hey, my man, what's up? You look like a good dude. And he's like, you ever think about if you had made one choice different, that your entire life would be just completely like one little choice. If I hadn't become a fisherman, who knows what I might've done with my life. I might not live in this house. I might not have married my wife. And you're just like, I came like- in to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> you
4: know?
0: That's kind of cool. Um, all right. So there you have it. Your chrono cross update until they do better. Uh, Bo finished. Bo finished Elden Ring. Everybody, I don't know if you it's heard. over. Everyone, yep. it's finally over. You're done. Did you <laughs> two hundred
3: and twenty some hours in? Yeah, two hundred twenty six hours total for wow. my first playthrough. Wow. Um, I got almost all the achievements. Uh, the only achievements I didn't get are the different endings that you can get from the game. Mm. And the game was mostly easy. It took a long time, but you're showing footage of this now on the stream, mm-hmm. uh, Melania. <laughs> uh give me about 69 tries and that's a seven hour that's the end it's the culmination of a seven hour stream on monday of me trying to beat this boss and for people's benefit i'm a strength build and i just kind of played the game like a roguelike so i refuse to use larval tears mm. which is respecking. Mm. i just play it as i am and melania uh heals on hit even if she hits her shield so she has like, depending if you're a mealy guy without any rain, she's wailing on you and your summon. She has like 10 times as long of a health bar, uh, because of all the, uh, the self healing. Yeah. But uh, so she was a real challenge. I cannot deny chat rooms like easy game, huh? And like, it's try 65. And I'm going like, all right, piss off you guys. I'm going to get this.
2: been <laughs> fighting her for six hours.
3: It really was like I worked a full shift at work that day. And I came home and worked a full shift just trying to beat this one boss. Um, she was hard. Uh, but Melania aside, I really enjoyed the challenge of trying to figure it out and eventually figuring it out. And I think the worst part about that stream was John did pop in. They said, Oh, I beat this boss in two tries. So I was
0: like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is it is true. But exactly what I said was gonna happen happened. So I Bo said, John, how long did it take you to beat her? Was she a hard boss for you? And I said, Oh, I got her in my second try. And he was like, I just spent six hours on her second try. What are you talking about? And I said, Don't worry you will make it up to me because I am sure you are going to mop the floor with the final boss, which took me days of trying to get past. Yeah. So,
3: and so the exactly final boss last night, I beat him in two tries. In fact, there's three boss fights in the end of the game and they both, they all took me two tries. Actually, the first one took me first try. Oh no, there's not three bosses. There's two bosses. Um, first one took me one try. Se- mm-hmm. Second, the last boss, which has two phases. <laughs>
0: We me two try I got it on the second try nicely done
3: so melania was my and i think it's just because her design was very like the self-heal on melee and i i made a my build heavily relies on shield like i don't dodge as much as you see all these people and they're like uh, i'm gonna cast one magic spell and do all the damage mm-hmm. so they're not wearing good armor so they have to dodge they don't block you know yeah. they barely block or they do parries and fancy shit i'm just like my shield you cannot get past it like um, I have tons of poise, and when those giant monsters hit me, I just do a backflip and land on my feet, and I'm good. So this bot, this this psycho comes along and is like <laughs> going to self heal on all my blocking, and I'm like, how do I kill it? Yeah. <laughs> how do I kill it? Yeah. So she just really countered my my build essentially, but um, it was, yeah, that was fun, and it was fun to finish the game. And uh, now that I'm on the back end of the whole Elden Ring thing, having played my first playthrough. I can safely say this game is very special overall. Yeah. Um, but you know, early on in in the lifestyle of the uh, lifespan of this game, there's a few developers out here were like, uh, "I'm learning that UI doesn't matter. You can get a ten with shit UI and shit quest um, things." And then they, they were mocked for being like, "You developers are so out of touch." Um, now that I've played the whole thing through, I want to say. They're kind of right, honestly, uh, to be a little uh, upset about it. I think the quest design in this game is pretty terrible if I'm gonna be honest with you. The quests and characters themselves are great. like I like the characterization. John brought up last week, you know having to find Bach uh, was, is, is good. You can miss whole sw- that stuff I don't mind. But like as an example last night to wrap up two quests, um, I had to find this guy Gold mask who was dying and talk to him and then he gives me an item. Now, he's going to drop some other items, but I got to reload the area to get them. And then when I reload the area, I find the NPC that's with him somewhere else, Brother Cormier, who I'm like, where is he? Oh, I had to reload the area after talking to that guy to see this guy. So I reload the area, talk to the guy, Brother Cormier. Then I go to Gold Mask. Loot the items, and then I got to reload again the area because Brother Cormier leaves. So, so this whole process of wrapping up a quest line involves three reloading the area things, which is not a natural thing for anyone to do when you're they're playing a game, right? Like, yeah, guy, I can see if he's like play me a song, so I have to figure out the song to play like a, a actual quest step. But there's a there's a lot of this like reload the area thing that I, I just hate, and I feel like um any defense of that saying like oh this is you just used to some standard you're not used to games being hard or different i don't feel i i don't think i don't think i want games to be like <laughs> i don't i don't want people to take away the message like when i go to turn in my 10 belt poor or belt what's that um boar pelts boar pelts pelts. I don't want wow to be like okay well reload the air like log out of the game and lock back into the game and you'll get your thing or something ridiculous like that like that's silly Um, so you know I can understand like when people are really evangelizing the truly honestly great stuff about this game um, you kind of lose the point a bit. And I, I would say, I would go as far as to say that's like, it's a pretty big blemish uh, on the game and is worthy of criticism mm. uh, and maybe not even a 10, more like a nine because the questings, not only is the questing outright um, uh, bad in that way, but it's bugged in some cases too. Uh, yeah. It just got owned by, I think there was something else. I can't remember what
0: happened. Because what you described about reloading, that's a workaround you know what i mean like that doesn't feel right at all i I, I don't yeah, know who they, would defend it's their
3: that. janky tech that makes it that where they could hire an engineer to solve that problem to make the experience better they don't and then their fan base you know who they're probably aware of their sentiment likes the hard games so they're just like hey, we don't have to fix it they'll think it's hard we'll save ourselves a labor budget on fixing <laughs> that problem. yeah you know like I, I don't i don't agree with it at all yeah but, but, uh, but minor blemishes. Overall, the game is fantastic. I really enjoyed um, the challenge. I think the other place I think people are a little on the deep end, but not because they're overhyping this game. But um, this is a unique challenge of a game. I think looking at a game like this and expecting every game to be like this, this game has a novelty factor. It's the biggest sales of a game like this. But to anyone who's played all the Souls games, this game is probably pretty easy. That's why That's why I think a lot of it because I had a learning curve and I got better yeah. as time went on.
2: I had a much easier time with this than any of the other games yeah. I've played of theirs. Yeah.
3: I think if every game's like this, like, oh, you should take the cue, and then lots of games are like this, then everyone's just good at these games and they're not hard anymore. I don't think there's enough here to say, like, it's just challenging. It's innovative and there's a novelty factor and it is, you know, mechanically very interesting, but I think it's a very simple... argument it's a little too simple argument that's not accounting for how much novel novelty plays into our desire to play games or enthusiasm for games Mm. that's why even though if you love an mmo it's your ninth year playing it it's just hard to be excited like it's your first year playing it it's just it's normal it's normal human yeah that's that's normal
2: i think there's a lot of i think there's a lot of issues i have with the the areas of discussion that that fans of this game, you know, people in general seem to, to pull it down to like so much gets talked about the difficulty. And to me, when I think about why I like this game, it has nothing to do with the difficulty. Like, like not even a part of it. What I love about this game is that I spent what I thought was a tremendous amount of time in this game. I thought I had seen the world and I, and I, Ultimately, I left the game fulfilled. I felt like I had had a good experience. I didn't go and leave the game going, oh, I have so many regrets about how I played and beat this game. I felt good about it. Mm-hmm. And then I would watch Bo stream it. And all of a sudden, he's fighting a giant turtle that I've never seen. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, what? What? Where did that come from is because he explored a different path. He went a different way, he did something I didn't I did need. all the ways. And like <laughs> and like that's the thing to me is that this game contains that much that I don't feel like there's a piece missing. There's so much I missed in this game. Like if I were to look up all the items I didn't get, all the places I didn't explore, it's probably a very substantial list, but I don't feel like I did. And I think that's Forget about talking about difficulty and and stuff like that. I feel like that's the success of this game is that I put my time into this game, felt like I got a complete experience and story. And if I go back at some point and play this game again, I have a feeling that it's going to feel very different. Not just because I'll play it differently, but because I'll still find ways to surprise myself with things Mm -hmm. that I didn't see. That won't be everybody. I don't know if Bo's going to be capable of having that same experience, but he, you know, he played the game his way. And I I think, like, the fact that we can have two very different playthroughs, Scott, you would probably play it very differently as well if you played through it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that is a strength to the game. And I don't think any of us are going to feel like they had a. You know, a subpar experience, except maybe Bo for the sheer amount of time
1: he put into I it. I just, but.
3: you know, I looked at everything. This is my. This is not a problem with Elden Ring. That's a problem with open world games in general. It's, yeah, I, I have a hard time not looking under every stone. Yeah, and uh, these open world games, I, I think I just got to put my. I think it's more that I put myself in a position to not fall victim to them because, as you can see, I've been playing Elden Ring for like two months now, and it's just, you know, yeah. I don't. The last thing I want to do is play an open world game right now. Would you? Um, Would you guys? Given
0: the fact that this is uh, some of the concepts and some of the writing is from George R. R. Martin, if he made like side novels about this world, would you? Would you read those? I mean, it's like
3: probably not. Yeah, Hmm. not at all. Like, Hmm. (laughs)
0: like like, no. (laughs) The atmosphere and lore is cool,
3: but like it's pretty dumb like i think i I, like this is my reaction to the game ending i I picked this ending where you you go you get a space wife Uh, she's a witch she's a your wife has four arms and she's kind of undead and is a wizard and you decide to to give her the Instead of me being the Elden Lord, I fall, I become her husband, but she's, I guess, the leader. And then we're going to go travel the stars for a thousand years. Wow. And so she's like, and now we will travel throughout the stars and journey forward. And on the stream, I just remembered because I made myself laugh. I just went, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just went, like, eh, cool, whatever. Anyways, I think it's like game over. And I'm like, yeah, like, it, I'm not invested like I'm invested in Mass Effect, Disco Elysium, other games. Like, this game doesn't pull you in in that way, but it really sells you on the atmosphere. Like I think the monsters and gods look cool, and and there is a it's a cool sort of feeling to the the the, the weird mystery of it. But I'm not like invest. I'm not like you know. Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen with the Elden Lord. I'm like burn it all down like i don't care like let me just fight the monsters and go home
2: for the record this world sucks like there's nothing i want to read about i didn't go through and go like man what a lovely bunch of characters i met along the way that i want to learn more about everybody in this game is at least at at minimum 30 percent an asshole and like and that's (laughs) assuming they don't die anyway which is like most of them like it, it, almost well, every, quest, dies. Yeah, every quest line if you finish it pretty much
3: the npc dies <laughs> so, I, I am trying to think who doesn't die at the end of a quest line can you can you think of any um no in this game no, I, I know, don't know i'm trying to think,
0: think of anybody far. i'm trying to think if anyone's talked about any of those i don't um, think so
3: so like i think everyone has died because they get their gear and i find their corpse and get their gear <laughs> yeah. i guess jar doesn't die so Jar Bieren is the little jar. Did Jarsenberg.
2: Alexander the Warrior Jar die?
3: You fight him to the death in Azula and I killed him. And then you, you get his you get his innards and you actually give that to his nephew, Jarbieron. And then he's gonna use the innards to become a big warrior oh, jar. Um, and then you get a
4: <laughs>
0: Wait, now you've convinced me never to read a book ever based on this just by talking about these jars.
3: Oh, the warrior jars are a whole race of people. And, and Alexander aspires to be the greatest warrior jar in all of the lands between. Wow. Um, and then as a final battle, he faces you and I kick his ass and he's That's like, I'm true. glad it was you. And then I get his innards and I go back to Bjorn, who's a little nephew. He goes, hello, cause. You see my uncle Alexander, I want to be a great warrior potentate like him. And you're like, here's his innards, I killed him. And he's like, oh, sweet, but I'm sad about my uncle. Um, and that's the, that, I I think that's the end of the quest. Oh, some, some other human who's like, I decides to become a coward, comes to Jarsburg to protect the Jars. But then the Jars get attacked by poachers and he dies. And as he's dying, he's like, did I protect the Jars? You know, and you're supposed to say, I think like, you did well. But I look around and all the jars are dead. I'm like, no, he
4: failed. And he's like,
2: <laughs> you and suck. He's like oh Man, no. And
3: then he dies and then I loot his gear.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, but I have to reload the area. Really
4: story. I
3: reload the area, then I loot his gear. Um I That's think John actually lives. So That's um he'll be in the sequel, I guess, or DLC. Reload the, the area the to loot
0: the, the gear. And I don't like any of that. That sucks. I don't like the what? sound of it. When you have to reload anything to get the gear, that's dumb.
2: Yep. Like I, I said last week. You have to reload anything. Like, that's d- why I don't comment you on that. It stuff, never then. happened to me. That's
0: <laughs> you, <laughs> so. you, you, Then I guarantee you,
3: you miss stuff. If you didn't, it's yeah. like even the Nefeli Lu Kenneth Height quest. You have to go to, if the fast travel to Godric's boss area, rest and reload the area then they show up i went there like five times because i've read on a reddit post some i found out that's where that quest resolves but i didn't know exactly how so over the course of the weeks i've been playing i've been checking in to see have they shown up yet have they shown up yet turns out they could have showed up weeks ago i just had to reload the area <laughs> and yeah. then they will appear and i'm like you know we're given like the big studios a hard time for their quote shit games when I'm like, this is clearly a shit thing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, call a spade a spade, I
4: guess. Yeah. My-
3: I
0: like your honest approach there. Yeah. All right.
3: Well, I mean, first world problems, right? Like,
0: you know, yeah, well, I feel
3: bad complaining about this during the Ukraine era of
0: <laughs> no. nastiness, but Hey, you can complain about both. Ukraine is doing ter- or Ukraine is being treated terribly. Awful stuff's happening over there. And that's a bad mechanic in this game. It's totally
3: yeah. fine. But it's a great game. I enjoyed my time there. I recommend it. It's an easy game for the most part once you level up a bit
0: there and you practice. Go. Nice. Uh do the do the tutorial pit though. Go in there.
2: Yeah, go to the yeah. tutorial pit. Go to the tutorial pit. Yeah, go One in the, in the hole. few times somebody says jump down and you should You
3: Actually, should jump You know down. how I got the most practice was farming runes even it's it was worth it and i did this in more dead catacombs but you can do this anywhere just stay somewhere and practice fighting practice makes yeah. a big difference like yeah. learning to do guard counters and like how they work it was very nebulous for a while but once you get into it i'm like i know what i'm doing yeah <laughs> you're all going to die gods
0: yeah good luck gods all right yeah. well that's all well and good it's time now to move to this real quick that's a good question where we do emails Talk to the court. Gmail.com is the email address. Here's a quick one from cyber probe. <laughs> That's oh. a cool name. It says in the last episode, it was mentioned something along the lines of quote from meaning from software was listening to fans and added an NPC tracker. Unquote. The patch that added it also included a ton of new quest NPC fixes and even a new NPC itself. The tracker was 100% not due to player criticism, but a feature they didn't have time to finish slash polish for the game's release.
2: So, I mean, that's a fine clarification, but I don't feel like it changes anything about the point we were
0: making. No, not really. Um, if anything, it adds to what we said today, which was, you know, the, the, this game, these games have such a mystique to them that we are so quick to go, oh, well, that mysterious way that works, the reloading of the area, that's a that's a next level thinking of, you know, like we, we want to we give more credit than maybe is due. Maybe they just were, you know, they didn't finish it. It's okay to admit that. Yeah,
3: it is. I mean, yeah, like I've, because now that I've finished the game, I've, I've watched some bugs videos, and there's like a bug where you can jump off the cliff and no clip without glitching. You just no clip, and as long as you swing your sword, you'll fall forever and earn runes. <laughs>
2: really? Well, not only yeah. that, like, if you watch the speed runs, the current speed runs are all from people slingshotting their character through the world. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah that, I saw That's that. how people are beating it right if now. If you I
3: press know. down, and it's something stupid, like, if you press three buttons at the same time and hold them down, eventually you'll slingshot through the world. Like, it's, I, I could be wrong about that, but that's what I remember the explanation being. Mm. It's not like, oh, hit this pixel and <laughs> nudge your way in. It's like, just press some buttons on your controller and you, boom, you're slingshotting, like. Uh, fix your game
2: <laughs> so i, I mean it, it you know i think i think where i stand typically uh, uh unsurprising is a little bit in the middle like i've at no point have i ever felt like elden ring was perfect i think it's very good um and i think a lot of things that they do deliberate are okay to be done deliberate but i also think like Bo said there, there's a lot of things in there that could be better Like maybe it doesn't have to go. It doesn't have to be an on off switch. It doesn't have to be. Well, we either do obscure bad questing or we put little exclamation points above their head and a little tracker on the side of the screen and you go and you get quest complete. Like it doesn't have to be either or you can, you know, I, like I said, I never had to reload an area, but that might've been, I missed stuff. i certainly missed plenty. Yeah. But That doesn't seem like a great way to handle things, so I'm not saying that they're above reproach for what they do. I do think modern day developers have a right to be trolled a little bit for being confused why the game is popular. It's like, okay, well, rather than focusing in on the one thing that you're like, the UI is ugly, okay, so it is, but maybe what you should take from that is that that isn't what's going to, yeah, or despite, yeah, despite
0: ugly UI, it's still. Is this thing like I, like I agree with that?
2: Rather than be sour yeah. about it, say "I mean, okay, if I was well, a developer. why is it successful because of a bad UI?" If, if I was know, a like, developer, I'd
3: be more mad about Vampire Survivors personally <laughs> than <laughs> I mean.
2: You haven't even played Vampire Survivors. <laughs>
3: Just looking at it makes me angry. I'm still gonna play it and love it, but I'm like. If I was a developer working on Assassin's Creed 523 with the sweetest graphics and everyone's like, look at this pixely game for $3. Overwhelmingly positive. And like, what can I get that? Yeah. We made a beautiful, you know.
0: I mean, that's the point. Everyone's though. like, look at your shit
3: game, Ubisoft. <laughs> and then everyone's like, sweet, 8 bits. and <laughs> You know.
0: It's funny, Ubisoft's a good example for you to bring up because I think Ubisoft is struggling under the weight of presentation and size and all of that, but they're losing their way gameplay-wise. They just don't do anything compelling right now. And so part of me wants to say, yeah, something like Vampire Survivor is an example of just a pure piece of gameplay, and it's speaking to people, and why can't Ubisoft do that with their throngs of people and money so,
3: so, so i have been thinking about this a lot i have some thoughts can okay. i share them? yeah go ahead can, is it a boson type thing or it's not a boson thing it's but it's you know definitely not founded in very solid facts or experience <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> or any expertise in
0: whatsoever all right <laughs> but you
3: knew that you've been here for three hours it's your fault yeah it's your fault
0: for listening uh, so go for it
3: um no no but it's just uh, it's the way i mean it's pretty obvious stuff so i might just actually be articulating the obvious i think that's the the worst pitfall but i think just because of the way gaming sales have to go they have to sell the novelty on cinematics and graphics and you know if you really understand games it's like texas hold'em is a very popular game it's like the dumbest most simplest thing but it's very mechanically expressive and reveals a lot about people's characters the magic's in the mechanics not the graphics right and and i think when you're talking about businesses that scale they don't they don't have i think they hire expertise in graphics and all these showy the showy bits for the e3s and the directs and they don't place enough emphasis on the the game design the game design like the mechanic stuff that's why something like vampire survivors works it's simple but it works it responds to human behavior well mm-hmm. and i think a lot of these large companies they just can't help but lose their way and then they get invested in a successful franchise and they want to repeat it when, again, people like novelty. Vampire Survivors is a novelty thing. and Ubisoft, Assassin's Creed, the only novelty it can trade off of is next-gen graphics and new characters. Mm-hmm. And that's also why I think Elden, Elden Ring is a novelty. Even though there's already been lots of Souls games, it's had smaller audiences that have slowly grown over time. And because of George R.R. R. Martin and the Breath of the Wild comparisons... And a good, a critical fan base that are going to give it solid review scores. We're getting a lot of people playing a Soulsborne for the first time with this game.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And that has novelty. And that's, I think, the biggest explanation. Because looking at this, I'm like, how is this really like the best game this year? I'm like, it's probably Psychonauts 2 and not this game, honestly. But um, that's just not what the Zeitgeist is going to re- report on. Yeah, so,
2: I don't know. I yeah. disagree with that, though. Like, I've played from software games before. It's not a novelty to me. And uh, this I'm is. I'm not saying it's a novelty best, to
3: everyone, but this is it's easily
2: the best game I've played this year. I don't it's, find it surprising that other people agree with that sentiment.
3: It's not a novelty to everyone because there are people who've played them before, but the sales are record breaking that, for that game. For that company, that means there are a significant amount of new people coming in. Sure, and there but are they're already not coming
2: fans in of that and going. Game. They're not coming in going. Well, this is a new experience. Oh God, it's such trash! Like they're coming mm. in and going. This is a new experience, and I love this. Mm. Right. There hey, was a really no, bad. No, I'm, not,
3: I'm like, I'm, I'm not saying it's on novelty alone. I'm saying like this has hit a crescendo because it still is novel for a lot of people. And then you're right. The people who like it. Uh, find this to be very good so it's that that's why like an assassin no one's like i really like assassin's creed games let's give it a 10 because i like the past ones and now they've done a great job of it they're stamping out the same sort of shit over and over again right um but this you know it's not this has a lot of new people playing it
2: wind waker is in in my opinion better than ocarina of time but it typically reviews lower because it's iterative of ocarina of time right. yeah
3: but the thing yeah but the thing i would say about the souls born games is even though they're very popular they're still considered niche because of their reputation right yeah. so a lot yeah. of people got into zelda a lot of people mm-hmm. get into the assassin creeds and the call of duties i'm a gamer i try a lot of different things i didn't play much of souls i don't think dart uh, uh, john uh, scott played a lot of souls games uh, you bought Elden Ring, and you're only going to get an hour or two in this one. I'm thinking probably career-wise. <laughs> I played know?
0: like I played about three and a half hours so far. So yeah,
3: and that's okay. No judgment, but like it's 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 um this one has a big there's, there's a there's a there's a what is the word for it? There's a mystique to the series, mm-hmm. to the franchise, the whole Souls-of-Bone franchise that's mm-hmm. been built up over the years. Yeah, people in the know feel special for being in the know. Yeah, it is a fun game that they enjoy. And I, as a newcomer, understand that because I think it's very enjoyable too. Uh, um, uh, I'd like to rail on the shortcomings only because it is at a high pinnacle in my estimation. But, uh, you know, I'm just I,
2: I think it. I get what you're saying. So yeah. if I understand correctly, like, let's say, you know, it's a couple years down the line, they put out Elden Ring 2 and by all accounts, they improve on every benchmark that you know has been criticized about this game like they find a way to walk that line with questing where it's you know still mysterious and discovery but it's you know it's not ridiculous you don't have to reload stuff they hit all those benchmarks It's still not going to necessarily hit as critically hard because at a certain point, it's iterative of the first thing that came out. Yeah. Like the novelty is Elden Ring Mm. was a unique experience to what came out. Elden Ring 2 could on paper be better by every metric and still perform critically review and opinion wise. Uh, lesser because oh, we've played it before There's yeah this I think that's already, true of a lot of sequels you've already shown us the thing
0: yeah a lot of sequels a lot of IPs a lot of franchises they they suffer from this and um, yeah. I think that would be not not all that different I think part, part of what makes those Souls games and Soul you know Souls born born games um, pop every time is they are pretty good at saying sure mechanically some similarities but here's a whole new f- thing like Sekiro is yeah. nothing like Elden Ring settings wise no. or 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 its no. location or its its historical whatever like making that so different every time i think benefits those guys but yeah you know, Elden Ring yeah, two
2: Bloodborne play is extremely different. Like Bloodborne is a game where you basically play as Melania. Like mm-hmm. that's how you play that game. Cause yeah. it's all about, Oh, I got hit. I need to hit you a bunch to recoup my health. You know, like there's a, it's a similar formula, but a, a twist on it. Elden Ring is just another twist that happens to be very widespread and catch.
0: Do you think there's, there's a backlash coming where players just to kind of go to something Bo said earlier, they've, they've, they used to be in a bit of a club, right? A little special club. But yeah. this is mainstream now. There's no, This is not your secret little place of gaming that no one else knows about. Elden Ring is a bona fide monster hit. Do they at some point backlash and like rebel against that and go, Oh,
2: I think so. I was. Yeah. A I think you're already fan. seeing it. Because you're already hearing people doing the, Well, I beat it with no summons. I did it without magic. I did it with this. You know, I didn't use these runes. I didn't use this weapon. Like they're already trying to find a way to make what they played their own special club.
3: Yeah. I would say say this game seemed pretty easy for the most part. Like it didn't seem like as much as the reputation they made it out to be. Not trying to troll. Just, no 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 i get it i you and know, just, i
0: just yeah it's you
3: not know, just, with the, the boss is going after the summons i'll just hit him in the back of the toes It's like raiding in world of warcraft and i'm the dual wield i'm the fury warrior i don't have to deal with the tanking i just hit 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 and they die and dodge the big stuff yeah um uh you know i could see someone being like well we didn't have that in dark
4: souls one man. Yeah. yeah yeah
2: yeah i mean i killed Melania in two tries like all uh, right and, all uh, right i get it you know like <laughs> it, <laughs> it, some of us spend six hours doing it some of us do it on their second go they just they get serious and they do it. Yeah. but i mean like that's the thing is everybody always throws those conditionals on there to try and you know once again separate the themselves from the pack and i wouldn't be surprised if we start to see like a I don't think it's inherently bad. Like it's what people do with it. You know, it's like uh, world of Warcraft has a whole community that does Iron Man mode mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, you're not allowed to equip mm-hmm. magic items and you're not allowed. To, you can only die once. And they have all these rules to make the game harder. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to give yourself a different experience and using the game's tools to do that. I don't think if somebody wants to go in and go, I didn't use a summon all game. Uh, I almost had to do that because I never got the stupid bell for like half the game. And then I was like, this seems like a really easy tool. And I spent hours trying to figure out how to get that damn bell back. Turns out I just had to buy it from someone. But like, I I was really frustrated because I was watching other people play it going oh this looks like a much easier way to play this video game Mm. but I think it's fine if people want to give themselves that challenge it's just what do you do with it when you have it like if you use it to be an asshole then you're an asshole like at the end of the day making the game harder is not inherently good or bad it's just how you react to it
0: yeah calling it around like swinging your EP around is where I struggle with people I'm, I'm, I'm impressed when I see somebody do something in a game and I'm like whoa I can't believe you pulled that off speedrunner, whatever super cool but the minute you go take that and start slapping start punching down to everybody else who didn't do it your way f right off yeah. no interest
2: i mean the the people that are beating it in six minutes using slingshot like it's impressive they've mapped it out they figured it out they're doing the thing that's cool but i'm not really interested in watching those i want to watch the person that's going to beat all the bosses yeah. in a Speed run. Record. So,
3: did you watch the guy that beat all the bosses with nothing but his butt? <laughs>
2: what? Uh, no, not with his butt. That's great. So, I want so to watch that one. There's a,
3: there's an ability where you jump in the air and slam down on the ground. And so this guy, <laughs> this guy beats all the bosses. He's a wretch. He's wearing no armor. Yeah, he's just got the diaper bottoms on, and <laughs> he does the butt slam. And he's beating all bosses doing the butt slam. I think at like low level, like he's got fully leveled gear but he's like level one or something like that. It's the same guy who's doing the level one. I watched a video after beating Melania of a level one wretch <laughs> yeah, beating Melania. Like, like oh, no health, do no stamina, perfect timing parries, perfect timing dodges, didn't take any damage, beater. And I'm like, you know, that's impressive. Like The one thing about Elden Ring that's impressive is It's like watching a good hockey player. You're playing hockey, but you see an amazing hockey player, sports base baseball player, and you're like, "Wow, it's a pleasure to watch you work, Mm -hmm. ma'am or sir." And this game definitely has that—that shareability. Like, look what I did in PvP. uh, The stick play. Like, there's one. The there's a from downtown thing I tweeted because it reminded me of Lee Ming, where a guy just hucks a fireball in PvP. It's one guy at three people he's invaded and they all just die in one shot and i'm like you know it's it's fun to share and see those things right You're just like that good job man that's amazing it's a cool thing to see
2: <laughs> did you see the the one where it was the guy who uh, got invaded and he impersonated an npc and the guy he watched the guy run around looking for him and then eventually the guy just left because he couldn't find him he's That's pretending right, yeah. the he's pretending to be one of the torch holders in the woods and he just walked with oh, the yeah. Out. oh yeah and he just <laughs> yeah. did that while the invaders running around looking for him and he just did the pathing on his own i thought that was amazing like yeah. there's some cool stories i saw yeah. i watched another video of a guy who was like uh, he, w- he basically had the basis which is from software usually doesn't put things in the game for no reason and there's a thing you can put in your I don't remember what it is it's the it's the elixir that you mix yourself you decide what goes in it and you can get two that cause you to explode and he basically made spreadsheets and all of that and he was like there's got to be a way to make this useful and he found a way to make it do thousands of damage and not kill him because oh the Lord. damage you take is static yeah. But the damage you deal can be enhanced. And he basically Scales. just turned it into a, a PvP item where oh, he would wow. just activate his buffs, drink, and he'd just kamikaze run into everybody and just wow. blow up. Wow. I want to do that. And that sounds live. like that's
3: fun. Like yeah,
2: that's the, the, the PvP aspect is
3: it's trolly and cheesy, but it's kind of fun and comical in that way where, you know, there's so many items and things to experiment with that it's fun. There's a mecha build too where you, you can turn to, to steel. And then you just launch fi- like these like madness fireballs from your eyes the whole time, and they can't damage you, and you're just walking like the Terminator, and just go. Wow. Um, yeah, it's like that aspect of the game I really appreciate, and those social community aspects of the game are like among its strong suits. We joke a lot about fingers butthole, but like that's been so meme and worthy and viral, and we're all having a laugh and a good time about it. It's great. Like that aspect. More, I wish more games like were baked into the philosophy of the game. There's a lot to really like about this game that other games don't do,
0: yeah. And, and there, so- I, I feel like that open world jank that we usually have with open world games where I don't know, uh, John Marsden, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's he's spread eagle the whole game for some reason and his legs won't come together or whatever it is, like some strange thing mm-hmm. like that. Those are almost always bugs. Skyrim, of course, famous for all that. But this game, I don't ever hear about those. Like bugs are much more rare. It's more like, I can't believe this boss did this, or I can't believe when I snuck in there and there was nobody there suddenly a giant foot stepped on me or you know the whatever. guy
2: who uh named himself after will smith and he'll invade your games just walk up to you punch you once and then quit out of your game oh my lord that's, oh, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious to me like it's so weird the things yeah. that people decide to do like yeah. it's it's not oh
3: i saw there's a G- one jesus too jesus comes in and he demotes he at you like to pray. Really? <laughs> like you go to PvP, you invade his world or he invades uh, I think he I don't know if he invades you, but he was just dressed up as Jesus. I can't remember exactly the details. And the person who's ready to PvP actually got down and did a prayer emote and just they did their thing together. Like there's all kinds of weird interactions.
4: Yeah. Happening. I did, I did a love bit that. of
3: PvP. There's there's part of me wants to go back and do some PvP. It seems like fun. Yeah. Um, I did some to get to Mog's area, like to finish Vary's Vari's quest. And I was surprised I won. Like I had lost the first one a while ago, but I actually won both matches back to back. Oh wow! Um, to get that quest done, she just got to do a couple of PvP things, and I had a, had a good time. It's, mm. it's not as it's not as bad as all that, you know.
0: Mm. I mean, the game with all the deliberate animation and non-interruptible stuff and all that seems like it actually would be a pretty fun timing-based duel.
3: Man. Yeah, like th- I fought two of these dual-wieldy fast-motion guys that were trying to bleed me, and I just had my big shield, shield strategy, barricade, 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 barricade. They couldn't get through, yeah. and I whittled them down. And then towards the end, because as the invader, people can help you invade, and I got a rando drop in, and I'm like, oh, now it's on. Yeah. And it was a 2v2 instead of a 1v2 where I was the one invading. Yeah. And uh, we won. Oh, <laughs> Wow. And nice. I didn't get a chance to teabag him, but... My teammate took care
0: of that.
2: <laughs> there you go. You got it.
3: By the way, this game has... Can you teabag the opponent? You can.
0: Wow. Well, all I know is Cyber Probe gave us a hell of an email that went... We went places with your email. Yeah. Right?
3: Hell of an cyber email, probe. sir.
0: Thank you, Cyber Probe, for all your probing.
3: Cyber
2: Probe. Oh, I thought you said Cyber Pro. No, He's it's a cyber probe. probe. No, it's Probe. It's going inside.
0: Yeah, it's inside. Oh,
3: well, make sure to clean before session, clean sessions.
0: Clean your probe. Yep. Clean your Cyber Probe before inserting in your next hole all right that's that's the end of that uh send <laughs> us, like, ah, keep those emails coming to, to us talk to the core at gmail.com that's talk to the core at gmail.com we're getting a ton of these they're great i'm trying to get to all of them we may even have an episode sometime where if you know news is a little light we'll we'll dive into more of your emails yeah please. let's do that i'm into yeah,
2: it. yeah i want yeah. to do an email
0: episode we should we should do i'll see what ne- next week brings maybe it'll be a little less uh, insane i don't know but uh anyway in the meantime if you would like to help this show continue to thrive and survive, patreon.com slash core show is the place to do it. Lots of reasons to join up and only a click away. So go check it out. It's patreon.com slash core show. Huge thanks to everybody who's currently supporting us. And tell your friends and get more. That'd be great. Frogpants.com slash core is our website. And as always, you can watch this show live on Thursday evenings at 5 p.m. Mountain Time at twitch.tv slash frog pants let's go around the horn and find out if anybody has any final words of wisdom before we leave john
2: uh please make sure you properly douche before inserting a cyber probe
0: (laughs) cyber douche i got i got it i'll get the cyber douche uh bo anything to add try fingers butthole oh man even better also one final note chat room i don't know if you've seen it before i'll put it up on screen uh this is somebody made a Wolverine in uh, Elden Ring and uh, apparently that's a thing to do yeah, you, you got him in his undies. <laughs> he, was
4: in his undies. he let himself he
0: go there a little
2: bit. I think. <laughs> he didn't have to be in his undies to be Wolverine. He can be Wolverine he's like in
3: clothes. A, he's like a he's like a mix of Wolverine and Pablo
4: Escobar.
0: Yeah. It doesn't look good. But he's got claw weapons and it's in a it's sorta of Wolverine. I got those claw weapons. I had yeah. Wolverine I in my same. game.
2: Yeah. I tried to make a Wolverine yeah. build, do a lot of like yeah. life regen, life steal, all of that so I could just walk in. Uh, mm-hmm. It was very fun in low-level enemies, and very bad against practical
3: enemies. So uh, it you can use it on some bosses, sure. But yeah, I like them—the Bloodhound claws, right?
0: Yeah.
2: No, this was the this was the other ones that The, 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 the Oh, the yeah. Blood
0: the Bloodhound ones are the ones I see on all these Wolverine builds. Apparently, it's a yeah. thing to do too. People are just making Wolverines, it's, and then it's
3: because it gives you a teleport Bloodhound step, teleports you. So you, it's very flashy,
0: and you dodge. Yeah. Oh, cool. okay. You do right. a little,
3: use a little teleport and then you go hiya! I'm Wolverine.
0: You heard that all you fat rollers. Anyway that's it. We're done. <laughs>
2: there you go. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's an that, in that joke. That showed them right there at the that's
3: end. A, that's an Elden Ring in joke and not like an actual no, diss. No. I'm not dissing
0: uh, anyone for any
2: reason. Everybody who hasn't t- played Elden Ring is like why did God say Wait, that to
0: you? Yeah. randomly fat shaming? <laughs> yeah go look and type Elden Ring fat roller the google and you'll understand that i was not offending anyone okay all right uh there you go that's it thank you all for being here please come back next time uh, for more in the meantime go play something we'll see you then this show is part of the frog pants network yes get more at frogpants.com Rescue Kitty from the
3: cave.
4: Go and save the city. Magneto is at another place.